2: No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: I want to
4: thank you. The one
2: with the laugh. Recorded live. Hey, we're in room two uh here again, and we're talking to uh Matt down in uh Texas. There's different maps, and there's different people that live in Texas. But this is actually there's more than one map that lives in Texas, but. uh this is kind of a personal phone call but every time I talk to Matt, it turns into a podcast. I told him that. So we never had a personal conversation until today. But I've been talking to him for a while. And um, I'm going to call him back here and add him to the call. And uh, I just have Dustin here and Johnny and uh, I think Chuck will uh, be calling in here pretty quick. I think he's doing something so Johnny,
3: you're on here? Yeah. Oh, How are
4: you doing, buddy? I'm all right. Doing pretty good. I just got in from a long day. Oh, this is room two audio, so I think I could say that I really just got to take a... I got to go to the bathroom.
5: <laughs> Until you
4: mute yourself and go have at it.
3: But just remember to mute yourself. Today's been a long day.
4: Oh my goodness, don't you don't even have to say that twice to me. I almost got killed today. Killing what? Uh working on a truck and putting the clutch in the semi and the transmission fell off the jack and almost fell on me.
2: Uh Fred Meyer. Long walk. You checking up on me again? Yeah. Did you get a hold of him, Dave? Ah, uh, no, he didn't answer. But he's right there, so. Okay. I don't know what he's doing. He probably stepped away from his phone. <clears throat>
4: I'm gonna run out and sit in the <laughs> truck. I'm I
2: would feel like I
4: can speak my mind better when I know there's not people listening.
2: Are you there, Johnny? Yeah. All right. You got anything to entertain us? Do you ever do you have anything to entertain us with here? Oh um, uh, no!
4: I don't he think did. Think and right when you
1: left, he uh. He, did something he needs to be by a toilet. Now, I, I I think that uh. If I were to say anything, I would recommend everybody listening right now to uh, listen to this Room 2 audio called Be Thinking Christ, Immortals, and a Place of Protection. It's a really great podcast. You did, Dave. That's amazing.
2: Oh, yeah. You told me about that today. Now, that podcast should not be in Room 2. That is room-quality audio. And the only reason I put it in there is because I said something that was a little bit too personal on there about somebody. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Connie, okay?
4: How far and back was that? Was that podcast?
2: It's quite a while ago, not not too long, but. Uh, I
4: I remember the title, uh, and actually, just the other day, for some reason, that was that. When we said the immortals, was
2: that were you referring to the movie? Um, you know, we there's been some speculation about that because, see, in that film which was released on 11-11-11, which... Yeah. okay, yeah, go ahead, Sorry. So what they're doing now, at the very basic, most fundamental level, they're telling you this movie is important. You may not know why it's important, but it's the same old thing. Um, the people in that film represent someone. Now, this is, let me just tell you right now, the most obvious representation of Azura ever is in that film. She's actually up in heaven, and she's dressed in orange. That's her color. I talk about Roger the show. But see, it's not obvious to the people. They don't know anything about the color orange. They don't know how it has to do with her. They don't even know about her. So they're not going to see anything. But for someone like me, or anybody else, that is her. I mean, I, I put you know the color orange. I think in the podcast title at least one time. If you're hearing that, you're going, "Whoa, this is right in your face." Okay, so you watched the movie, though, right? Yeah. Oh, it's one of my uh, – oh, it's one of my more favorite movies. Let's see, okay, what I think one thing I like about week, that movie. I watched
4: it last weekend for the first time. Oh, wow. It because of, it was because of hearing it referenced in different podcasts.
2: And okay, I, now – I was going to say The Lady in Orange, was, my, was that Zeus's daughter? No, that's uh, Azura. Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: Okay. I was making sure that cause she was wearing orange in the first few scenes and until she would be like in
2: battle armor. But yeah. Yeah. That's her. Very pretty. Yeah. Well, actually, I was just researching that actress uh, a few days ago. I didn't know who that was. I just learned. And I go, oh, that's the woman that played Azra. Right. Hmm. But yeah. Um, like for instance, when they had those uh, those seers, those female seers, or prophets, yeah, or whatever they were, yeah. um, they all represent somebody. All three of them. Hmm. You know, people have had revelations. See, I'm trying to make it simple, okay? So there's this premise that they're making films, and the people in the films represent somebody. That's either that's either false or it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Let's keep it simple, okay? We've been shown over and over that it's true. A guy wrote a book about it called uh, The Gods Wear Spandex, and that's exactly what he's I saying. I just
4: read that book uh, like okay. three weeks ago.
2: Wow. Okay, the, the only okay. thing that we're doing is one more thing. We're proceeding off the assumption that this is true, and then we're going to try to figure out, well, who are they? Because how are you going to know? Mm-hmm. Unless it's like glaringly obvious? Uh, Azra is the most obvious one to figure out. But see, people don't really – it's kind of funny because she has been worshipped – this is just my opinion. She's been worshipped by more humans in world history than anybody else, including Father God. So you can make the case that she's the most famous celestial being in world history. The reason I say that, people, they don't know anything about her. She's all over the media, but it's mostly like symbol, a symbol, symbolism, her symbolism. And it's nothing is ever um, out in the open. It's always covert. You can see they're protecting her. So she's hidden. That's why they have this book called The Hidden Goddess of Freemasonry or something like that. That's the theme Mm -hmm. of the whole book. Is in Freemasonry. They they do have a goddess because there's not supposed to be a, a goddess in Freemasonry.
1: But there actually is,
2: and it's covert, and they will only take you so far. Now, what I point out is, you can if you know what, where to look and how to look, you can see this pattern. Well, they'll go right up to the edge of the line or whatever, and then and that's when they stop. But they, but they do it over and over and over again. And once you see how many times they they do it, and you can see that they're concealing it, they'll do it. Uh, Know, covertly but not openly and so eventually you develop this view that she is sacred and they conceal her because she's her sacred. they
5: just
4: changed based off of the time period or like i mean so i mean you're talking like diana emphasis um you
2: know that's that's her by the it's way
4: okay so so yeah, it's she's just a geographical she's, cultural
2: timeline thing and the name just changes Throughout history? Yeah, they they call her something different as a general rule in every country. Okay. That's, what, that's so, what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah, the Romans called her Diana. Okay. And that's interesting because she was the only goddess, you know, the prominent goddess, that was actually chaste. You know what I mean by chaste? No. She was virtually pure. Oh. She was a virgin. Really? Diana. Hey, you can look really? it up. Yep. Huh. So she was like an early prototype of like the Virgin Mary or something like that. Because when you see that, when you see that symbolism in Revelation 12 with the woman and the 12 stars and the moon under her feet, mm-hmm. that symbolism, according to what historians tell us, it already existed. Uh, it was widely uh, promulgated. People were familiar with it. It's no big deal. Just a common man. And I've even read in a uh, Bible commentary that um, that it was used by the uh, the Apostle John to communicate truth. Well, they said the Virgin Mary. In other words, he utilized that symbolism of Diana. You see, in, they were in the Roman Empire, right? Mm-hmm. So you're talking about Diana. Right. Well Diane was, Diana was a virgin. She was pure, she was chaste.
4: So borrowed uh, that theme.
2: She actually resisted suitors. And so she was an available prototype that he could utilize to communicate certain things from a more biblical view. You know
4: what I mean? Okay, so that's that's like along the same thread is like Jonah being swallowed by a fish, and mm. the Ninevites having to be through the fish rod, it's so that like mm. like got their attention, uh-huh. so to speak.
1: Yeah. And, and,
4: and it's her okay. And sorry for buttoning it. Is her,
2: is she known in the United States also as Columbia, or is that completely different? <laughs> uh, she's Columbia, the goddess Columbia. What you okay. can do, you can go to YouTube. And put Goddess Columbia, and you'll see a pretty good uh, video by Freeman, Freeman Fly, mm-hmm. and it's all about the Goddess Columbia. And then you'll start okay. to see oh my God, she is everywhere. She's all over the place. And that's just one of her forms or disguises, or whatever we're going to call it. Hmm. Hmm. They've named so many things after her, they named Britain after her, France, Italy. America. They, this, yeah, the family, <laughs> they call her they call her they call her Britannia. See that's where Britain gets her name, the goddess Britannia. She, it's named after a goddess. That people don't even know. Goddess Britannia. Mm-hmm. And it's her. Huh. <laughs> I'm gonna call Matt again, okay? <laughs> Your audio sounds kinda crummy there. If you could do something and yeah, it's kind of staticky and kind it of funky. I'm
4: connected to my Wi-Fi. Sorry, let me disconnect
2: from it. Hold on. You there, in Matt? Dri- I'm in my drive.
1: I'm here, man. Okay. You know, sorry about that. My wife called, so I was on the phone with her.
2: That's fine. We got a couple people here. We got uh, Johnny, and we got uh, Dustin. He's in Oklahoma.
1: How you doing? Oh, I'm in Oklahoma, too. I'm going through Muskogee. Oh are you? You're, you're a
4: little bit east me then. Where are you at? I'm I'm just outside of Norman.
1: In between Norman okay. and Oklahoma City. Uh, yeah, my sister lives in Moore. Yeah, that's where
4: I'm originally from.
1: Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, I graduated from high school in Oklahoma City, so that's the old neighborhood.
4: Where did you huh. graduate from?
1: Grace Christian Academy. I graduated
4: with like 32 people, I yeah, think it was. It was, a, it was a little school, yeah. It was, cool.
1: it was on uh, Santa Fe and uh, 59th around there. Yeah, I know exactly uh, who you're talking about. So. Yeah.
4: yeah I the... recognize your voice now from older podcasts. I, I, thought I, I thought I knew who
1: Dave was talking about. You're the one with a good laugh. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't, I haven't talked to him in about
2: a year, so it's been a while. Are you sure you're not confusing him with Rex? I don't think so. I
4: recognize his voice. I I, I mean, I'm,
2: I'm pretty certain that's who I'm thinking of. Because uh, Rex was from Texas, too, but uh, and he had a friend named Matt. But uh, Matt is the one that did the show with me called Wake Up, the exclamation point, the fake night sky, and something like that. I'll, I'll go back and in Moon water you. it's a good one I, when I did it I thought that was the most important podcast I ever did not the best one but the most important one because that message I really needed to uh, get it out there and I just didn't talk about the cloud behind the moon and uh, artificial night sky I talked about some other important stuff I hadn't even talked about yet it all came together at once so it's just about timing Yeah, your your uh, your phone sounds kind of staticky every once in a while.
4: Yeah, I just I just moved that. I'm I'm like in this gray area where I'm my I'm, I got a bad signal right at my house.
2: I don't know why.
1: Uh But
2: and anyway, Matt, I told him that I told uh, Dustin that if you guys if, if you guys ever met face to face, you you'd definitely be friends because <laughs> you got things in common. And I and, and Dustin said, well, what do we have in common? I said, well. He thinks like we do. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's not too many people that think this way. Yeah,
1: not too many people
2: at all. Imagine if you didn't have I, the internet, and you just have to rely on you know your local community to find these people. You go, oh my god, you'd be all isolated. Yeah. And you'd have to go to coffee shops, and it's like trying to find a good uh, person to date, whether they're male or female. on good luck. Mm-hmm.
5: And
2: yeah, then you know you. You're talking about, you know, outward things, and you meet them. But what are the chances they're supposed to be Christian? What are the chances that they're going to know anything about anything? Because um, there's marriages out there that struggle. They really do. They struggle because um, either the wife or the husband. It's usually the, 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 the wife. She's so far behind, and they don't really like this kind of information. It's kind of negative and I think it's all theoretical anyway. Oh yeah, but. I got
1: I got a lot of, I got a lot of that going on. It's not too bad. She puts up with me, but she doesn't really want to hear it. Really, I consider myself slightly in that vein, but my wife is
4: coming around to it. Okay. Uh, so it's it's she's she's not turned off by by any means. But okay. She uh, it it takes a little while for her
2: to get the big picture on on various topics. Well, let me uh, recommend something to both of you because I recommended this to Otto. I kind of counsel him over the phone, but um, I had a friend that I that I I counseled him about keeping his wife, you know, in the mix mm-hmm. because she had some kind of yeah. learning disabilities, and um, so she wouldn't even get on a computer. She didn't read books unless they were romance novels. She didn't research anything, and um, All you're going to do is fall farther and farther behind, and your worldviews are changing, and they're going the opposite direction. Hmm. And I warned him. I said, this can blow up in your face someday. Okay, but he just trusted God. He didn't think that was going to happen. I didn't think it was going to happen either, but I said, you know, (laughs) we don't know what's going to happen here. He waited for years. But once they got out of a local church environment, I think she needed that. We were talking about this earlier, Matt. You know what I mean? I think I think the children needed it. I think she needed it. He didn't need it apparently. But I think after she got out of the church, uh, things started to go haywire a little bit, and she eventually, uh, you know, rebelled against all this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, what I, I don't, warned I don't him give about. Her
1: enough credit. She's still she she's on board with a lot of stuff, like a lot of the health stuff. She's on board with that. She's on board with kind of the church thing.
5: Yeah, that's good. So
1: there's some things that she's doing good, you know, she she's a real good girl, but
5: yeah now, more,
1: if, uh the the whole fakery thing of she I don't believe anybody's life in Hollywood. I don't believe their backstories or what they tell her in magazines and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. She thinks all that I'm crazy for thinking that but that's,
2: that's what I mean. really that's kinda of what I meant issue.
1: too.
4: I what I'm I'm talking about the the stranger things like
1: yeah, that, yeah. <laughs>
4: that, that that sort of stuff. I, I didn't mean she's like denying everything. The the thing that opened her eyes was when I when when we had our kids were really little in the whole vaccination thing and I just started looking into that and she had worked at a pediatric office and we, I mean, parted on bad terms, they called me for my little daughter's vaccination. And I said, I'm just looking into, I'm just looking into the options. And, man, they got malicious. I mean, ugly. At the the really? drop of a hat. Oh, yeah. And I said, look, I said, I, I didn't say I wasn't doing it. I just said, I want to know what you're going to stick my daughter with. And the conversation ended, your daughter can't come back to this doctor's office. And I said,
2: okay. <laughs> and that was That wow. was the end of it. Uh, and so that opened her eyes a little bit, and um, that's actually a good thing when they do that. So thank you very much. We don't want to come back here. Yeah, that's what, that, and that's what I told my wife because she didn't work there
4: anymore. She she stopped working there after we had the baby, and uh, and so I said, this you got to just step back and ask yourself, why is everybody so gung ho on sticking everybody with a needle? You know, use your common sense. Oh, to ask man. why. We didn't kill
1: that for my. We just um, for my youngest boy that we had a year ago, we didn't. He hasn't had any vaccines or anything. A let you know. All our, both our families think we're kind of nuts, but she's actually on board with that. So thank God for that. That's, you know, that's a huge yeah. thing for
2: me. By the way, he even if good,
1: you're, he's never even been sick.
2: Oh, that's good. Yeah, even my, if you're, you're you know, yourself, and, yeah. even if you're in a hospital environment, you can still do some things if, if you want to, if you're not concerned about it. Most people just keep their mouth shut, and I, I'm not saying that's not a bad idea, but all you got to do is ask them two questions. And you don't really care. You're not going to educate them, but if you want to, all you, the first question is, have you ever researched or looked into the contents of vaccines? This question. because you to see yes or no? If they say yes, uh, you, you might want to use the word extraordinary, but you don't have to. Uh, you could say uh do you hold to the extraordinary belief that um, all these substances are not toxic? Mm-hmm. Well, they, and you a, can
1: say- they, they had, like, three people come to the hospital when we were, you know, right after my son was born, the doctor. And then they had a, another doctor come in and try to get us to do the vaccines and tell us about how they're so important and everything. Then they sent the special lady that was the vaccination advocate something, and she was trying to break down all these facts and everything. And, I was like, do you, I mean, do you, know, you know the content of what's in there, and she's like, oh, I know it very well, and there's all, you know, nothing's really harmful in there in those small okay. amounts.
2: Okay, now if they start if they start going along at that angle, what you do, you isolate the, the, the toxins you say, are you claiming? Are you making the extraordinary claim, or you don't have to use extraordinary because I might
1: pissed off, that uh, formaldehyde is good for you? <laughs> I just told him, is it possible for me to say no thanks and not get these, or, or is there going to be some kind of big deal? And she's like, no, well, you can, but, you know, we just think it's irresponsible. Like, okay, like, thank That's press-
4: so much pressure. Like, Oh, it's
1: horrible.
4: The world just changed. Somebody new in your life, and the the pressure. Uh, don't you love this new baby? It's like they're trying to hit you. you oh, know, yeah. Still reeling. Oh, it was support. horrible.
1: It made me sick. It actually was making me very angry. I couldn't believe their angles they were taking on all that crap.
4: Well, that's what, that's what I I kind of took that approach that you you just mentioned, Dave, and that nurse, when she got ugly, I said, when's the last time you've had your eye up to a microscope and you've you yourself have looked at this stuff? You know, and she stammered and stuttered. All. I mean, I don't, but we have papers on it,
5: you know. And I'm like, okay, that's
4: enough.
1: And that's where it ends. Blessed papers. Yeah. See, this paper says it's safe. She's never even looked at the papers either, I am guaranteeing. No, it. she
4: has. Nobody has. The fine print is small. Nobody's got the time. I
1: know. So. It's crazy, man. But it, it, I can't believe People, they were getting fired up. I've well, really just, up just so never they were been able to
4: understand the, the, the
5: pro-vax
1: crowd,
4: how it is that they love my little daughter, Madeline, so much whom they've never met. That just blows my mind, that these same people that, you know, are <laughs> most, the for killing
5: babies,
4: what is that? Do you all hear that?
1: Yeah.
2: That might, that might be my phone. phone. I'm oh. getting or a
1: cop. If you've entered the wrong mailbox number. No, it was my phone. phone.
2: Oh, oh I okay. thought it was mine. Uh the wrong the wrong button got pushed somehow.
4: But but anyhow, the people to... that like to abort babies want to save my born child. And I'm the irresponsible oh. one. That just always blows my mind.
1: Well, you know, the 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 logic that I, it just racks me up, these people are like blaming people that don't get vaccines for getting their kids sick that have, have the vaccine. I'm like, how does that even make sense? Yeah. You've got the vaccine, you're immune, right?
4: By, by default, that means the vaccine isn't effective if you're worried about getting, contracting, whatever it's supposed to be protecting you from.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what really stops most people when I bring that up. I'm like, why did you get the vaccine if not to make yourself, make your child or yourself immune from whatever it is, right? Right. You're like, be uh, right. Like, don't worry about what I didn't do to my child, then. Back up. It's crazy. People get fired yeah. up. just programming, I guess.
4: It's a lot of it. It's a yeah. lot of programming. I've always, I mean, I remember when I was a little kid wondering, how does Walgreens make money giving free flu shots?
2: Oh, my God, that's horrible.
4: You know, do they just love humanity so much that they're operating at a loss? I doubt it. You they're
1: know.
4: getting kickbacks. I'm sure they're getting kickbacks. Oh, yeah, they get, yeah, they get kickbacks,
5: yep. But somewhere somebody's at a loss, that
1: just raises a flag in my head, you know. It's so. a loving government that cares about its citizens just trying to do I the right thing. That's
2: you know, somebody yeah. was talking to me on the phone the other day, and they were saying that doctors get kickbacks on vaccines. I thought that's what they said, but I haven't researched this yet. I don't know if we will be about that. I don't know about that, but I I'm pretty sure that. that's true.
4: Because, uh, like I said, said my wife up there at a the, the, the pediatrics office. And it's been a long time ago. And the day before yesterday, my wife's mother works at the state capital, and the doctor that um, we're talking about that had the militia come and she came up to petition to whatever representative it is from that my mother-in-law works for to make it mandatory for all children to be vaccinated. And so it was kind of interesting because then my mother-in-law got a little taste of it because she was also on that side of the pressuring, you know, you need to get this done type stuff. And so it caused her to look into it. And Of course, she looks back to whenever she was born, and you have, like, six vaccinations, and now I think it's up to, like, 68 or 69,
2: some ridiculously
4: high number. Uh, And so now it's got, like, her ears in her head are turning, you know, well, what is this for? You know, just just questioning at all beats not questioning at all, (laughs) you know.
1: Well, then Uh, you hear these things about these old stories about how, you know, back when they started vaccines, certainly these diseases weren't really an issue
5: mm-hmm.
4: until
1: they started giving vaccines. Yeah. That's when it really makes me sick.
5: Yeah. Well. I know
1: it was like the the mumps or measles, one of those old school common vaccines they give everybody. They they started off by fear mongering people about soldiers coming back from overseas, how they had all this stuff and that, the entire population should get back get vaccinated to stop them from getting these foreign foreign diseases and they weren't even an issue but after they started doing vaccines and they became like very widespread it's like okay you injected yourself with crap so i'm not surprised
4: well that, I want to say that something recently the, the Gates Foundation has been linked. I can't remember if it was Zika or something or maybe Ebola. Oh yeah. Everywhere they were going to get the vaccinations, that's where the outbreaks of whatever, you know, the
2: disease of the of the summer is.
4: Hey, Dustin. What, that's
2: where they Yes. Talk about revisionist history, yeah, they that has happened and then later they revised the story and they had claimed historically that this problem arose. And when the people got the vaccine, the problem went away. But actually, the problem was caused by the vaccine. But they gave the right. credit to the vaccine. Right. And that was the cause yep. of the problem. It, it, it completely reverses. it. Yes. It only doesn't matter
1: matters arrogant. if they write in books or magazines or put on the news. That's it. It doesn't matter. It could be totally false. Yeah. It's, 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 it's insane.
2: You know, you're seeing an ongoing pattern now where they're actually telling you the absolute diametric opposites opposite of the truth
1: i I, I totally believe that
2: i I, I actually have a term for it i call it a 180 degree lie or 180 degree propaganda i was going to say earlier that um you know it's really important to um you know if you're married to somebody to have your mate you know be online with you about health because you have problems shopping and that will really put a strain on your marriage. They always want to get toxic stuff. and That's too expensive. I don't want to buy that. You know what? Well, this is poison. And you're arguing back and forth, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a mess. So yeah, yeah. if you've got a woman, you know, that, um, that knows how to go out there and shop, you've you really got to appreciate that. You can't take that for granted. Mm-hmm. So. I think that the most marriage marital fights are over money and what's the winner. <laughs> I
4: think that's like probably 98% of marital fights anymore. Well,
2: that's okay. what they say. Yeah, money.
4: Yeah, but, money, but a close second, I'd say, is what are we going to do for dinner tonight? And, you know, that's... I couldn't hear the other thing you said. What was the other thing? What are we having for dinner tonight? Oh!
2: <laughs>
4: I'm going to try to move down the street a little ways and see if I can catch a better signal.
1: Yeah, the money The money thing is definitely the biggest one, and that's... We don't even get, need to get started about this. Fake BS demonic construct of money. Yeah, yeah. I, Dave, I can't wait for you to read the book that I'm in about that. All right. <laughs> I can't wait. What look uh, at that? that—the creature from Jekyll Island. Oh yeah, that's—I mean, that's what I'm meaning to read too. It's—it's
4: it's shocking. Uh, I mean, we're—we're we're screwed so much worse than I originally thought, uh, and I thought we were pretty screwed.
2: Yeah, it's always it's always worse than you think. You 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 research. That's because you got to research. When you research, you go, "Oh my God, it's even worse." Yeah,
4: yeah, it's it blows me away. Uh, He hammers down. I'm driving the point across that the tax that everybody is a part of, but nobody knows about, and it's the tax of inflation. Who can escape inflation? nobody can escape inflation you Yeah. Know, regular people i mean uh but every time we're given you know a billion dollars to egypt for aid well that's originally that's supposed to be a loan that's repaid and the running joke is egypt's everybody knows egypt's not going to repay the loan so guess who's going to be the guarantee or of that loan you and me that's why it's the banks are loaning it. the money to begin with is because they it's a guaranteed Repayment, because Joe taxpayer is going to be good for it. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. New kind, new kind of slavery. That's what we're in. New that's exactly kind of what flavor. it is.
4: That's exactly what it is. It's, a, it's it's, bondage, but the chains and the bars are invisible.
1: Well, you know, if you just
2: look at one thing, I mean, there's so many things, but just one thing alone, this huge tax burden on everybody, that's slavery mm-hmm. right there. Right.
1: And it's, Oh, yeah.
2: It's, it's, you're not even required to pay taxes legally. It's, no. It's just all a big shy up. And,
4: oh, it's horrible.
2: I, I think it's this
4: volumes that, you know, the, the one group of people that, that Jesus got physical with, uh, it, the, the practically was bankers, you know. So he wasn't sla- out slapping hookers around and drunk. But those guys, he got violent with them. You know that's that's peak volume. Oh yeah, the money changers, and you know, but it's it's a it's a you'll that you'll like that book. I'll send you that God's have God's wear spandex too. If you think you'd want to read it, Dave, it's a pretty good read.
1: Is that talking about superheroes and stuff?
4: Yeah, but it's 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 another one of those things where you you know oh yeah, there's some loose associations with you know. Superman and, and Jesus, you know, and all that stuff. But the the effort and the background that the that the storyboard writers—they're all like steep, heavily, heavily, heavily into the occult, going back to like the very early 1900s, late 1800s. Like that's what well,
1: everything industry, is. Yeah, stories, so, Disney, mm-hmm. all that stuff is totally.
4: But lots of these guys, you know, are familiar with like the Aleister Crowley organization, or Crowley organizations. Um, it, it's much, much like everything else, like you just said. But uh, it seems like superheroes and stuff like that have to be like a innocent, like oh, here's the moral of the story thing. But you know, it's just you're naive. You know, it's like anything else. So. Oh. Yeah. But it's a, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good read too.
1: Yeah, I'm reading the book I'm reading right now is hydrogen peroxide.
4: Hi, is that that's the name of the
1: book? Yeah, hang on. It's in the name, but it's just talking about hydrogen peroxide. I like the benefits right of it and stuff. The truth about food grade hydrogen peroxide. It's very interesting. Hmm. Talking about, I mean, there's all kinds of benefits to it for plants, crops, animals, really? people, clean. Is it an ebook laundry. or is it like
4: a, or is it like a book book? It's a free ebook.
1: Eighty-five I to, pages. It's. A, it's I have to look it up. You can just Google it. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. I just heard Dave talking about hydro peroxide. You know, a long time ago, and I feel like.
4: Yeah, that was a to I, I remember that a long time ago too. And Biden food, great. He said he. There's a place where he lives where you can buy food grade and he puts it in his water or something. Uh,
1: yep, I had my first uh, bottle of water with some of it in it today.
4: Can you taste we'll it? see what
1: happens. Barely. You can could, you, you could taste it afterwards. Like, you know the taste, that smell of hydrogen yeah. peroxide, very distinctive whenever you put it on a cut or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. a taste just like that. But Ew. it's not bad or anything. It's not unpleasant. But you definitely taste it for a little bit but that was just because i think it was in my mouth and maybe doing some of its action on the cred
2: in my mouth
4: yeah any noticeable that effect
1: fascinating uh just some kind of yeah. floating in my stomach a little bit and some gurgling in there but nothing yet I
4: haven't ran so a four minute,
1: four minute mile or anything since you've been taking it <laughs> no I'm <just> been working <laughs> it. i have just had a chance
4: to exercise
1: before. okay uh, but yeah, I did kind of feel energized a little bit. It was weird. Nothing huh. major, you know, but... How I, much do you put, it. like, in a glass of water? Well, I went to the health food store and got the... It's just 3%, kind of like the the rub-on stuff, you know, that you get. So it's not, yeah. it's not the concentrated stuff. So I just put a cat bowl in this bottle of water I got.
4: Like 20 ounces and, of water,
1: or...? No, it's like a 16-ounce. Bottle from the gas station, yeah. And I put a capful in there. I didn't think it, mm. I would taste or anything, but I did. So, I don't know. I, it's definitely, I don't think it's, I'm not anywhere in the danger zone. But I used to, I thought that was pure, of like, too concentrated. I don't even know if that's, if it's even that dangerous,
5: but
1: I mm. didn't notice it, except for a little bit of aftertaste. Mm. But you got where the is yeah, you guys have natural grocers. I got it in uh, Tulsa, but I know Oklahoma City has a bunch of natural grocers. Yeah,
4: it's, on the, it's up on the north side. We
1: have the—I
4: uh, guess it would probably be considered the four versions of the of like natural grocers or something. It's—I uh, the name of it. of it. It's one over off of eighty nine. I know. I think that's a, the one off
1: eighty nine. I—I know there's a health food Cause I was just looking it up. I know Norman has a natural grocery now, I think. Yeah, they have a Sprouts and... Uh, or is it Sprouts? It might have been Sprouts, I'm thinking
4: of. Those, but there's several, there's several different, like, mom-and-pop type health food places around there because it's, it's right by campus. Right.
1: Yeah, Norman's pretty... I like Norman. It's
4: nice now. It, I like it better when the construction finishes on I-35. I'm sure you came through that.
1: Oh, so I drive it all the time, man. So it's Do
4: you do you just go back and forth a lot from here to there?
1: I uh, I work for a modeling company. I live in Dallas and McKinney, but uh-huh. I I I look at houses all over Oklahoma, West Texas, and Arkansas. So I'm driving
4: oh, sure really? all over the place. Yeah, I'm on the road
1: like three or four days a week.
4: So do you just like go and assess them like how much it's gonna take to get it back in shape to sell it, flip it, and turn it, or what?
1: Pretty much, yeah, I go, I basically do and uh, what an inspector does, is take photos of everything while I'm mm-hmm. doing it. And then I send that info in, and uh, the office, my boss in the office, he writes up the actual bid.
4: So he does the proposals? Okay. Is
1: that is that yep. where, it, like, the places that, are like,
4: on street corners, I see, like, you know, signs for, like, I buy houses. Is that like no, the no, type no. of place? Okay, I didn't know. I, I always wanted to buy
1: houses. No, yeah, we don't flip houses. I know some guys that do that, investing stuff, but we just do strictly remodeling work for for uh, foreclosed houses, at certain banks.
4: Okay, the bank houses. High.
1: Yeah.
5: Okay.
4: Cool. But,
1: we, it's like a, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac and all that mm-hmm. kind of crap. That's the bulk of our houses and whole
4: parking. Okay. So See, I, I, we do new home construction so like Oh, okay. We we have a trucking company and so we're doing like we primarily ship to new home construction stuff. Say yeah, okay. different stuff like that. I was that. gonna say you guys I was I was wondering if
1: you were a home builder.
4: No, we we built
1: some like
4: for for relatives just so they won't have to pay to have a builder. Basically, we make phone calls. That's all a builder really does. Right. Uh, and so we've done we've like subcontracted it at, like houses that we like we built mine, my sister's, well, two of my sister's uncle. You know, just for family because it's, it's you don't want to crap where you eat. It's like that, you know. Uh, oh, so we yeah, don't want to make the not. builders. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to like build on the side, and then the builders we work for get mad. And... Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, that's nice. Sir. It, yeah, it, I, I'm actually. You know, you know where Newcastle is? You ever went through there? By, by, oh, by yeah, and, yeah. Okay, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, that's where, that's where I'm actually at in Newcastle. But I grew up in Moore, and we moved out here okay. when I was in the ninth grade and finished school. Out I like I like
1: Newcastle, man. I wouldn't
4: mind that property out there. uh, I liked it a lot better before we got casinos. Yeah, that's
1: true.
4: And this is like... Air and water. Yeah, we get a lot of Texans that come up uh, because you can't have a casino there, you know. So we're right up I-44. So we'll get all the Texans from like uh, Wichita Falls. They'll just cruise up I-44 to come... For whatever reason everybody thinks that the ones that are in Newcastle are the best ones. And really you're oh, just really? no matter where you go, but uh yeah, there's just been more like theft and stuff like that and this is pretty much a rural town, so uh we're not used to that really. Right. So but I, you, I like are you it. by
1: are you by Riverwind? Or is that like uh, uh, each
4: I'm about, uh, I'd say I'm probably about nine miles, uh, about nine to 12 miles uh, east of, east of or west of uh, River Wimps.
1: Okay. Yeah, so, do you, I, I go, you ever listen
4: to a focus call? call? Uh, occasionally, yeah. I've listened to some I've heard Dave mention them yeah. several different times.
1: Yeah. And I've
4: heard some, I think his name is Chris. Yeah. Yeah, I've hung out with Chris okay. a few
1: times, and he lives at Lawton. Oh, does he?
4: Okay, yeah. I've I've listened to some of them, but I I didn't know. I feel like I was missing something. Like I needed to go back and listen to all the previous calls, Uh, because I'm. I like randomly click on one if it's like something that I think might be good. But I've heard him. I've heard some of them where he'll have somebody on there. Uh, I don't know who the guy is. It sounds like he's like mad at everything. I, maybe I
1: think, maybe I think I just the, the guy from Austin, Sean, the guy
4: that's like cussing all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, like before you sound like you wanted to meet up and settle this type. You know, like okay, I don't know about yeah.
1: that. <laughs> yeah, there's some characters on there, man. I love that. I love his show though. Chris is a real cool guy. Is he?
4: We're good. Yeah,
1: I hung out. I hung out with him probably five or six times when I'm working. Yeah. We hung out, and had a couple drinks. We went to the casino there a couple of times, and it's it's interesting. Yeah, there's some. Uh, my dad bless his heart
4: thinks he knows the way to win, and I keep telling him that, that <laughs> you, there's no way to win. They don't build those by by giving money away. But he doesn't he doesn't go up there all the time. But uh, he's he's one of those people that. It wouldn't surprise me if he went up there. I don't like going in there because it smells awful, like the smoke. And, you know, I, I've been in there a handful of times with him, uh, yeah. but he'll go in there. And he's just one of those people that you hate. If you're in there that like wins $20,000, you know, and it's just dumb luck. And so then it's funny because my mom it infuriates her and, uh, but she still takes the money. <laughs> I'm the opposite yeah. of that, man. I lose
1: every time.
4: Do you? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't tickle my fancy. Like I said, it's gross. Like the people in there are gross. It stinks. Uh, yeah, I rarely gonna... go. It's, I, don't, I never,
1: I'm not into it or anything, but I've gone a few times and dropped like 50 bucks. Right? I'm, oh, I always lose it. I've never
4: won anything. Well, the, the few times I've been there is when my dad did win. He'll call me because I'm not very far away to, like, come and, like, make sure he gets out of the
5: place alive, you know. Uh, cause <laughs> yeah. It's
4: pretty common that, like, people will follow you out to your car and open a can on you and take your money. I
1: uh, wouldn't so, be surprised at all. Yeah,
4: so he's called me a couple times and hey, meet me out here in the parking lot. and I'll, uh, So I'm, like, running security, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. But uh, it's I, don't, I just prefer to stay away.
1: There's a lot of sad-looking people in there, that's all That's what it's it is. There's, like, a depressing spirit in those places, man.
4: In the neighborhood I live in, uh, a guy that moved in shortly after we finished building our house down the street from me, he worked, you know how, like, we had the drug interdiction police in Oklahoma? I don't know if y'all have them in Texas or not, do you? Yeah. Basically, the, the highway about. robbers, they can just suspect you and take everything, all your money, everything.
1: The guy uh, even, Unmarked, uh, yeah,
4: well, that's what he did, and but he was a nice guy. But uh, anyway, he said just never ever go up there. <laughs> and I said, really? And he said, yeah. He said you would you wouldn't believe how bad it is because people they're laundering drug money through the place because they'll like put a hundred dollar bill in a slot machine and then cash out with the ticket and then take it over to the little. ATM style thing that gives you your money, and they just
5: oh yeah, yeah that makes sense
4: for for free. Uh-huh. Um, but he yeah he 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 said I would just stay away, and I said well I don't like going up there anyway, but that just made it what I for sure won't. Yeah, they're dirty
1: places, man. There's no
4: doubt about that. Yeah, there well, there's there's, no doubt about that at all. They're definitely not native Americans that get the money either. I can attest to that as well. Because uh, I, I know some of the people that contract work out from there. And it's the same old story. It's The mafia owns the machines, like just like they own Vegas. And right. they basically lease the floor space from the natives, and they just get, like, pennies, pennies. I mean, it's even pennies on the dollar. Uh, to lease the floor space. So the, oh, I have no pe- doubt about
1: that. That makes total sense.
4: Yeah, the people that own the machines—that's the good old mafia from you know back in the fifties or whatever. Uh, it's not—it's not natives that own the machines.
1: Yeah, I always wondered that, and I figured it was probably
4: something like that. I figured it was the same old people doing it. Yeah. And well, they—they they said they. I I know a guy that he's done, like, they contracted a lot of work from there, and he said that there's these gaming
5: businesses,
4: so, like, all the machines are networked together, and, like, it might be in the city somewhere is the base of operation that's running all the machines at the different casinos, uh, and it's it's not notives that, (laughs) that work where the machines are linked up to at all. So
1: that's a you know every time I've gone and I've played slots, it's just been for fun. I know I'm gonna lose or whatever. I'm just hanging out with somebody I'm with. But how can anybody go in there and think they're gonna win on these com- some computerized?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I mean,
1: totally rigged up I, You know, playing table games, they're rigged as hell too. I'm sure. But oh
4: yeah, yeah, but they are. Better. I would say you probably have a better chance at table games because at least you know the odds. With the slot machine right. your odds very well may be zero you know oh they're negative i'm sure as long as the lights are flashing and they give you free spins where you're not going to win anything on them you know
1: just pray to the overlords just bless you with the win yeah that's basically all it is everybody
5: still there
2: i was just going to say we have, we have all these weird synchronicities around here on this podcast i was just researching last night the Monty uh Casino in Monaco. the mm-hmm. second smallest country in the world in the southern France by the Riviera, mm-hmm. and uh, they have the highest per capita, you know, uh, number of millionaires and billionaires there. And these people, yeah, really. they just go there knowing they're going to quote unquote lose. They wouldn't care. Yeah, they're not even concerned about winning. They just go to play and have fun. What would you? How would you classify like casino? Going to the casino versus casting lots. Is there any similarity, or what? where would you I, I on I've actually classified it as betting, and it comes down to stewardship. Um, now, here's the thing. Um, now, they're two different subjects completely, but um, you could you could make casting lots betting. You could turn it into that, you know? Right. Like That's a like definition, is, though,
1: isn't it?
2: Yeah. Well, it, there's good and bad definition, though. Most of it is bad, but some of it's physically approved. Christians would disagree, but they're not informed on that subject. Because you've got to remember now, in the book of Acts, they were casting lots to do what? Yeah, choose they the,
3: yep.
2: Choose the deacons, you see. So yeah. most Christians don't even know the Bible enough to know that that's in the Bible. Now everything changes. Because that's mm-hmm. actually a form of divination. And then, like I said before, Joseph had this cup. He had a, he had a cup, Joseph. You know, mm-hmm. right. I'm talking about the Joseph in Genesis, right? Right. Yeah, Joseph's cup of divination. And what what does the Bible call that cup? It says a cup of divination. It refers to it twice, mm-hmm. but it never says anything negative. Now, apparently, what he was doing, they would use they fill this cup up with the water. It'd be a special cup usually, and you look at the surface of the water. This is associated today with witchcraft, by the way. So. Now thing's a little bit more complicated now. See, But anyway, when it comes to, quote-unquote, betting, um, I'm not sure if there's an explicit statement in the Bible against it, but you can make a good case against it because it has to do with poor stewardship of right. um, God's money. Because it's, it's his By the way, that's his money. Mm-hmm. In our culture, we think it's ours. I mean, some of my Christians, they don't, mm-hmm. they don't get good teaching. No, everything is his. And it's kind of like on loan to you or a gift, you know, but you got to, well, you can see that in Matthew 25 where you got the, uh, the good steward and the bad steward. Mm-hmm. And one guy didn't take care of what he was given and he was called, you know, this guy's wicked, you know, so
5: there you go. Now,
2: so where, how would you compare it to like, how,
4: how would you differentiate going up to a casino and playing the odds, because that's essentially what you do, even, even though they're bad, versus
2: playing in the stock market. Uh, that's, that's interesting, the stock market. Well, it goes back to stewardship again. It's a general principle. What you do, you start with the obvious and those things that are most certain. So obviously everyone's going to agree that um, if you waste all your money and, and, and throw it away, uh, you know, and betting, it's, that's bad. Everybody's gonna, nobody's going to say, that's good. Mm-hmm. So now we know that it's wrong some of the time. So it's the same old thing. Unless the Bible explicitly teaches against it, you have to make these judgments yourself based on the witness of Scripture, even though there's not a specific reference. I could be wrong, but I don't think it, is a, it specifically mentions betting. I don't think they had that in that culture, or at least it's not reflected in the Bible, but I
1: could be wrong. I keep,
2: can't think of anything. I can't remember
1: but. anything where they where the Bible talks about betting myself. I don't think it talks about it in the Law of Moses.
2: I don't think it talks about it in the Law of Moses. They just may not have had it in that culture, see. I think they probably did at some level, but maybe it wasn't that significant or something, you know. Well, that's just a tough well, argument
4: to is, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, I'll give somebody that is okay with the, that's It's hard to justify saying that's bad, but playing the stock market is good. That yeah, a tough sell. That should
2: does seem a lot alike to me. Yeah, it has to do with stewardship yeah, because um, you can make some really bad decisions with the stock market. It's a form of risk. But see, then again, there's all kinds of risks that are acceptable. And I've I've actually said this is a different type of risk. But I've actually said that Christianity is a, it's a, it's, a, it's a risk. You can see that in First Corinthians 15 where Paul is um, saying, you know, we're, we believe in this resurrection. But he says, that if this resurrection is not true, we're all the greatest of fools. Because we could have been having all this fun, you know, and we had to do the Jesus thing and, uh, and, and you know, live these stringent lifestyles. Well, if that's all fake or bogus, then uh, we're the biggest fools of all, you know. You, you don't think he was doubling down on a, on a decision, though, and that was just like kind
4: of a little bit of
1: hyperbole. Well, I just oh, want yeah, to say something
4: you know,
2: else. See, there's always risk-taking, okay, because um, there was a great, great uh, French philosopher, I think his name was uh, Pascal, and he, he presented uh, that if you don't uh, embrace Christianity, you're taking a risk. And this is true, because you're assuming that hell is not true. Yeah. You see? You're, that's, that's your opinion, and you're going to have to live with it, and you're going to find out you were wrong. And that's a huge risk that try to convince the atheist to that, right? You just laugh at one,
1: one way or the other. You're believing something you're believing you're having faith. Yeah. In something. You can't escape
2: yeah. it. So there's all kinds of risk taking in life. It's all over our society is becoming more dangerous and the more dangerous it becomes the more risk taking there is involved. Now, obviously, when you take when you go to these clubs, and these kids take these drugs like ecstasy, you don't know what's in that. You don't know what's in that stuff. It's risk taking you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I've cutting it with
1: something. from my teenage son about people in his, in his class that they, they, they took something and they ended up naked out on the streets. out of their mind, getting picked up by the cops. Yeah. Yeah. There's like, some weird think. stuff <laughs> in the past few years
4: that's been going around, uh, like different drugs that, I mean, I, I was, I was ignorant to drugs throughout high school. And the stuff that I've read like something called crocodile or something. i' I remember reading about it a couple of years ago. I mean, it's just flat out losing your mind. Yeah. Stuff. I've
1: heard about that, dude. We didn't have it. Yeah,
2: you
1: just oh, had well. normal drug, I guess.
2: Yeah, I've been doing some research on this and um, they're putting drugs out there like mess and crack. Obviously, they completely destroy people's minds. So they so i said before that the, the Illuminati, they have to manage society. They have to manage society. Well, the question is, why would they take all these people and just turn them into – these people, their brains are gone. They're just kind of shuffling through life as a zombie. Why oh would they gosh. do this? Of course, you say, well, it's Satanism. They hate the it. But see, it creates problems in society even for the Illuminati. So I, I figured out how this works. Um, after you, you blow out your brains – You start going into the institutional system, and right in your immediate area where you live, they have these little uh, facilities where they deal with these people. And what they do, they they heavily drug them, and they just shuffle through life until they die. But if they don't respond properly, then they drug them even more. Now, I know this for a fact because I've seen it around these kind of people around me, you know. That's exactly what they do. These guys are heavily medicated and they're barely functioning. So that's how they do it.
4: I just sent you you a text of a YouTube link that my brother-in-law sent me last night that goes like right around parallel with what you just said. It's a music video. I I, I know nothing, Kurt, but it's Katy Perry.
5: And she's just coming right out
4: and <laughs> saying everything you just said, but I don't think she's saying it in the sense of informing people. It okay. almost comes off as more like she's mocking everybody. Okay. So when you get a time, you might you might give it give it a, a watch, and the lyrics are out there on they're like highlighted where you can see them while the while the song is playing.
2: So the, the Illuminati are the ones that put the drugs out there. They use the gangs and the drug dealers, and uh, and they they're Satanists and they look at things from the perspective. Now this is satanic philosophy. It's called the survival of the fittest, and they believe that you're responsible. And this is this is true. Yeah, you know, when you put poison in your true. mouth, you put poison in your mouth. You can't blame the Illuminati. Yeah, they put the poison out there. But basically, they um, they put it out there. It's almost like Russian roulette, too. It's like an idiot test as well. And then you destroy yourself. And then they, what they do is they heavily medicate you for the rest of your life. So this is the way the system works. I've seen it. It's, it's amazing, man. Because <clears throat> <laughs> these people, are, are, they're, they're not worth anything. And, uh, and the government has to support every single one of these people. Not, they can't do anything. They can't hold jobs. They can't do anything. They can't be married. They can't hold a job. They can't do anything. They're not even functioning. And they just shuffle along as zombies. And the number is increasing all over the place. So, you know, think about that. Now, some of these people, believe it or not, they actually have driver's licenses. And uh, those cars, by the way, those cars are deadly projectiles, and we tend to forget that. But uh, there's people in these cars that are suffering from devolution, and they're getting worse and worse and worse, and they're heavily medicated. That's why you got to err on the side and, and be cautious, especially if you spend more driving time like you do, Matt. Because
1: oh, I you know, know the, all about it. <laughs> as a as a
2: mountain climber, I know that every single time you climb a mountain, just based on mathematical percentages, uh, the risk becomes greater that it's going to be some kind of accident. Eventually, yeah. same thing when you get in a car. Right. This is true for everybody. But The more you drive, the more you know. That's why you need to thank God. You know that nothing's ever happened. And nothing has. So. I'm gonna do a little business here uh, I did. Okay. I got I got a cash, a check, and stuff. Okay. All okay. right, man. All right.
4: How many miles do you think you uh run on on average a day? Uh, oh, a day, it depends, but probably five,
1: six hundred.
4: Do you really? So are you home yeah. every
1: night for the most part? Oh no, I'm out no? usually three, no. four nights a week. Okay. Wow, that's, so. that's a that's a lot of traveling.
4: What yeah, that's
5: you, nice. when I, when I am out? home,
1: yeah, pick up. When I am home, though, I'm I'm totally off, which is kind of nice.
5: Huh.
1: You know, it's not like I'm I I kind of prefer it over being home, working out all day and then going home, tired crap, and then being home, not doing anything, having a yeah three or four days off, totally off is kind of nice.
4: Yeah, that probably is.
1: Everything's got its, you know, good good aspects and bad aspects. Just is what, is what it is. How long have you been doing that?
4: About six years. Six years. So you've gotten pretty good at uh, what you do then. You're still doing it.
1: Yeah, I like it. My boss, I got a really good boss. He's real laid back. I get to do my own thing. You know, it's, it's tough sometimes, but overall, I like it. Now, is your wife?
4: Did you meet her in Texas? Or is she from here too? Or
1: oh no, we met. I, I was in the Coast Guard years and years ago. Oh, were you? And we met. We met. We were on the same ship in Kodiak, Alaska. That's where oh, wow. we
2: met.
1: Wow. Yep. Years about twenty, about eighteen years ago. Man. Yep. Okay. Then where we moved where to, is we moved she originally to, from? Before. She's from Chicago.
4: Oh, Chicago, okay. Yep.
1: Uh. But she doesn't want to go move back there, so we haven't been back. We go visit every once in a while, but that's about it.
4: And then your folks
1: still live in the city? No, they moved from there, and now they live in uh, Rio de New Mexico. You know where that's oh. at? Oh, I know where New Mexico is. <laughs> but not, yep. but
4: not Rio, Rio, whatever you said.
1: Yeah, it's about an hour west of Roswell. Kind of, you know where Las Cruces is, like northeast of that. It's kind of in the center of the state in the mountains. Is it? I've been to New Mexico once to go skiing
4: when I was a kid. Uh, oh yeah, where'd it? y'all go? You, do you uh, remember where you South.
1: went? Oh yeah, South. yeah. South.
4: It was. It wasn't great when we were there because there wasn't a lot of snow, and so you, 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 you like see red dirt coming up some places, you know. Uh, but it was oh, yeah. It was pretty.
1: Oh, that's one of uh, the most. That's probably one of the prettiest spots in the state, for sure. The is amazing. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it was a neat. It was. A, it was still a fun trip. But I haven't went skiing in ages. Uh, <laughs>
1: that's got. That's probably my favorite thing to do, man. Is uh snowboard. I, I skied. I skied most of my life, and I switched over, and I just love it, man.
4: You know what? I snowboarded on that trip, and that's probably why I didn't like it, because <laughs> I'd skied a bunch before. And, it's yeah. like, everything's the opposite of skiing, it seems like, like leaning back yeah. and,
5: you know, <laughs> instead.
4: And, but if you find out you're moving
1: a little bit forward on a snowboard, uh, you've got to get your hands up quick
4: because you're, you're, you're going to
1: a it. It's a whole different experience, and you got to, I almost quit a, a few times, and it took me like three or four days of doing it, which you hate to do because you're trying to have fun.
5: Mm-hmm. But I was,
1: I was just belligerent and made myself do it, man, and now I love it. There were also some long runs
4: of not much slope. and oh, that's, that's hell. On the, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> on that. That is snowboard. absolute
1: hell. Yeah, that's I pointless. just got to where that's I kicked my quick. feet out and just walked. Yep, that's miserable. See a lot of people don't know the little, you know, the little rules about it before they start, and they end up hating it. Yeah. They think they need to go on a fat, uh, flat bunny slope and learn on that, and I tell them, nope, that's a total mistake.
5: Yeah.
1: But uh, yeah. anyway, I'm about, I'm about to, I'm at my hotel, man. I got to go check in, so I'm gonna hang up. Okay, I'm, I'm probably not
4: over for much longer. I'm waiting on my wife to get back from her workout. And then we're going to have some dinner, and i got
2: to go to bed. you going to check out Matt?
1: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm pulling up the hotel, to i got to go check in and stuff. But it was good meeting you, Justin, man. Good talking to you again. Nice to meet you, too. talking to to you again. Hey, Matt, we were on talk shoe in room
2: two on that second part, so.
1: <clears throat> okay. Hey, if you guys ever do a call or something, just give, text me, Dave, and I'll, I'll yeah, try and it's hop earlier.
2: On. See, we, we don't normally do it this time of day, but I'll let you know. Because uh, we're going to start hanging out a little bit more in room two, just like we're doing now.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to talk to you guys. Let me okay. know. Yeah, all right. Uh, all right. Good <laughs> night, fellas. Night, yep. yep. Bye.
2: Are you there, Chuck?
4: Has Chuck been on here the whole time?
2: Uh, he might have stepped away, but I called him.
4: <laughs> oh, I didn't know he was on here.
2: Yeah, I gotta call this guy back because uh he sent me a little bit of money and uh the number is wrong. You sent it through um Western Union. How does how
4: does Western Union work? Is it like like old time wire service? Like
2: something like that, yeah. Oh. Well, I thought Matt would be here longer, so <clears throat> It That's was basically right. a call be- between me and him. So I, I you never know how this is going to go, you know. So yeah. I told Heather and uh, White Raven that we were doing this. and uh, But if we get Chuck in here, we could uh, maybe have a conversation. Let me see, maybe he dropped out or something. Let me see if he's still there. Oh, hold it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I can see on the if he's there.
4: That thing always gives me sense when I try to log in. Yeah, Chuck.
2: Chuck is there. He just stepped into the background or something. How's everything else been going with you, Dave? Uh, they're pretty good. Um, things could be better uh, financially, but uh, you kind of go in these low walls and stuff like that. Money can come anytime, so it Well, I told you,
4: you as soon as we get our taxes my, tax money in, I'm sending a couple bucks your way, uh, maybe help out some. Uh-huh. Uh huh. yeah. Yeah, I
2: got I got to buy a couple things. I've been putting up with this too long. My uh, my uh, I don't even talk like this in room one, but um, I got one of these uh, blood purifiers. You know,
4: what they're the kind of pricey. I think
2: they're I think they're like three hundred bucks now, and you make um, make colloidal silver with them, but the it's got a short on it. And I can't believe it, man. These things cost thirty bucks just for a quarter, and so. I here I got this colloidal silver maker. You know, purifies your blood.
4: And like, I can't is even. I can't. Do like
2: dialysis or something? Like how does it? No, work? it it knocks out the fungus and mold and parasites and bacteria. If you have it on your wrist point for like two hours. Oh, okay,
4: so you wear it on the outside.
2: Yeah, you wear it on your wrist.
4: Oh, okay. I thought you meant like your blood was coming out of you into that and back into you. Like <laughs> it was it
2: in and out. And you can make colloidal filler with it. So, huh. but you know, I mean, the thing is basically broken because it's got a short and so I got this expensive device and it's been sitting around for quite a while. I'm not even using it.
5: And, uh, mm-hmm.
2: like you can
4: tell a difference when you, like you can, uh, it's a noticeable difference.
2: I got to be honest. I don't, it's not ever been noticeable. I just, I know it works. I believe in the science and uh, it's not something that you can really feel. We were, Earlier we were talking with Matt about things that you can feel, you know, in health. That you do it, you can feel it. You know what I mean? You get. Yeah, he was saying
4: that he started taking peroxide or drinking peroxide today.
2: Yeah. So oh. I, I know it works because there's a lot of science behind it. So anyway, hey Chuck, are you there? I know he's there somewhere.
4: Hmm. I going to move over, she's she can be mad at me
2: in the morning from where I was parked in our driveway. Well, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna call up I'm just gonna call up this guy. His name is Jesus, by the way. Like Jesus, or Jesus. Well, they they pronounce it. Uh, jesus but he spells it jesus
4: yeah i know i know a lot of Jesus because we'll, what i do most of the most of the people folks i work around a lot of them are mexicans and a lot of jesus
2: okay i'm going to call him right now
4: well I, Dave, i'm gonna, i'm going to probably have to go in here okay my wife just pulled up and, but nothing, all right like if y'all get on again tomorrow or something text me or, or something i want to get on
2: too. well i won't i won't call him right now okay you can, you can check out but uh I'll try to see if I can get Chuck in here. or Otherwise, I'll have to end it because I don't want a bunch of dead air. Yeah,
4: my wife went real that, and i seen the kid, kid over the day. Okay. And play dad for a little
2: while. All right. Thanks for stopping by. I'm actually going to call Jeff and see if he's around. Well, actually, um, Matt he, he left,
3: and
5: uh, oh.
2: it was just a phone call between me and we had other people in there.
5: Mm-hmm. But
2: uh, we still got people here, but we don't have any talkers. Um, Chuck oh, okay. is in the background. I got I got to cash a check here. I'm trying to find somebody that. Otherwise, I'll just have to end it now. I'm not trying to put pressure on you to do anything. But hey, Chuck, are you in the background? He stepped away. He's he's there on the call okay um, yeah uh
0: i mean I could if you if you want me to i um I literally just got through
2: eating. <laughs> I, I wasn't even quite home when you first called um, no, we've got some stuff to talk about actually <laughs> mhm I, uh, ar- I could walk around and- and and delay this uh I don't have to do anything right away, but okay, we were... I mean, look at all that. You know, I sent that uh, text that you and I had to Chuck and Johnny. Okay. And they were they were like going, "Whoa, how <laughs> that texting we did yesterday." Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, do you, uh, I mean, do you think they would join in? Well, Johnny's actually there. Chuck, Chuck, oh. Chuck is there as well. Okay. Yeah. They're in the background. Hey, Johnny, are you there? Yeah. Are you there? I heard him. People,
5: yeah.
2: This is not like a regular call, it's room two. So people just kinda of come and go. They step away, they do stuff. It's kinda of early in the day, you know. Yeah. And uh but there must be something we could talk about that we talked about yesterday. Oh cla right. clarification so I don't have to type so much, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean there's a lot we could talk about. Um, um I, I think um you want to give a short description of that video that you sent me with the woman that jumped off the um, what was the skyscraper?
0: Oh yeah, well uh, that was just a, a link to an article. She supposedly fell. Her twin sister's hat had blown yeah. off, and she reached to grab it and fell over. Supposedly, yeah, and fell like thirty feet and died. But it just seems suspicious because. You know, just all,
2: all the different things involved. Yeah. Um, well, no, I actually I didn't tell you this, but I actually saw that uh, article before you said something about it. Yeah. But I all I saw was the headline. There's a lot of headlines I look at. I don't even click on. Just probably everybody does that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I actually said on the show that um, I think a lot of the propaganda they put out there it's for people they normally don't click on. It. All they ever do is see headlines. They don't research anything. The headline is good enough, and that's a lot of fake news is directed, and the propaganda is directed at those people. That's all they do. Look at how easy they are to fool. Yes. Yeah, if it's not attractive to them, they're not going to click on it. They're just seeking pleasure and amusement. So they're easy to fool. Amazing how easy it is, you know. Dave, can you hear me? Uh, Johnny, uh, you sound horrible. Yeah, you're really—it's really soft. Uh, it's hard. You to sound like you. Sh- you shrunk to about five inches, and you're inside a tin can. and You can barely hear you somehow. I don't know why. <laughs> Dave, if I
1: hang up, if I hang up, will everything hang up too?
2: You're horrible. You're, you're, you're little tiny, tinny, miniature Johnny is speaking. You sound like you're five inches high. He asked if, from, uh if he he asked if he hung up, would it would it uh hang up? Oh, everybody it might up? it might. It sounds like you're calling from the fairy realm. <laughs> yeah, a little tiny squeaky voice. I can barely hear him. So anyway, what I was gonna tell you is that um I think there's a pretty good chance that, that was some kind of weird ritual or something or something. Or symbolic or it doesn't have to be a ritual. Yeah. But like I said, it's just hard to know. There's not this there's quite not enough evidence that, you know, it's really obvious. Yeah. But a lot of things are like that. They're doing weird stuff all over. And actually, I don't Nobody's catching it because it's just too obscure. You know, it's not real obvious. So, I mean, not, see, not everything you do is obvious. Yeah. But just imagine. There they could be a whole bunch of this kind of stuff going on. We don't even know about it. We're only catching some of it, you know
0: yeah yeah I even wondered you know did it even happen? Was it even true? Is it is just a fake story, but you know the photo they had she was wearing a red dress, which is a sacrificial color uh now whether she was wearing that dress when it happened, I don't know, but it was in the photo, and the fact that she was a twin and it was at the where the twin towers had been, yeah, you know it's just very bizarre, whether it's a true story or not, it's just. It,
2: there's, there. I, I just felt like there was some sort of symbology that they were doing on purpose. But you think they're making a deliberate correlation between the twin towers and her? I think so because she had, she had her, she was with her twin.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Twin towers had been there. Uh, she was wearing a red dress, supposedly, or at least in that photograph that they showed of her. And. Um, <clears throat> You know, there may be other details to the story that I didn't even catch that uh-huh. that could be uh, have some esoteric meaning to them. You know.
2: Okay. Um, didn't they have the word oculus there? Oculus.
0: Yeah. Yes. It was. It was. They were in the oculus, or it's it's something called the oculus, uh-huh.
2: which struck me as uh, curious too. Okay, well, the most likely thing that's going on there with that is they're telling you, they're speaking in code, this has to do with the occult. So there's a the yes. secret here, there's something hidden. And this is the way I would interpret it. Because I told you this yesterday, that um, now here's what's important to understand is that this is this is kind of shocking, okay, to just put this out there. But you've yeah. heard me say before that the twin powers represent two people. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, And you actually see that uh, in, in uh, Gemini symbology, in in the more ancient model, they had, it represented a man and a woman. But see, yeah. it, it, it visually, it's the Roman numeral two, which is two pillars. And in the ancient world, they used to use these pillars to represent people. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see this kind of thing reflected in the Bible, what, you know, a certain uh, disciple is referred to as a pillar. Because it has to do with like strength, you see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because in the an ancient world a pillar would uphold uh you know, a building or something like that, give it more structure and strength. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. I've said who I believe that the the feminine pillar is, uh it's actually a tower. But guess who it is? It's a scarlet woman. The lady in red. Mm. Mm-hmm. And she's all over the place. Uh, one of the most blatant examples, like I said, was The Matrix, the first Matrix film,
5: mm-hmm.
2: where everything is black and white, and there's, there's one woman in red. So they've done this all through history. They, you can see it in the medieval paintings. Why, why would they consistently put Mary Magdalene in red? Mm-hmm. Why did they do that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now I'm not even going to go into that kind of thing, and it, it might confuse people because that's that's someone different. That, that's yeah. not has nothing to do with the tower. But see, the fact that this um, was basically a lady in red. But why did they tell you the color of her dress? Why is that important? Yet, see.
5: <clears throat> mm-hmm.
2: Now, did they show you a picture of her? How did they communicate so- that it was red?
0: uh there was a picture in the article she was you know again i don't know if it was from the day of the accident or if it was just a a, a photo of her that they had used from before but she uh-huh. was wearing a red dress and so i didn't look at it
2: closely so
0: yeah yeah just the first thing i thought of was of course you know just the, the color of, of sacrifice you know like they'll do these music videos and they'll do you know especially with the women they'll they'll start out in white. Then red and then black, yeah, yep yep <clears throat> so so uh...
2: okay, so um, i think um, the fact that they showed you that she had a red dress is telling you that i think i'm I, I think I'm pretty much convinced now now, here's the reason why when you walk around in your local community or wherever you go, how often do you see a woman in a red dress? yes. You don't really see that. I don't see it around here. They're, they got to yeah. go into some big, um, you know, social windig or something. Women don't walk around in dress, red dresses like that. No, no. Rarely. And so it's an oddity, right, right there. So I think there's too much artificiality for all that just to come together and not mean anything. And see, yesterday I was not making the correlation between the twin and the twin towers. Once you mentioned that. I think that's what it was. So, like I said yesterday, it's most likely a destruction ritual or death ritual mm-hmm. uh, rejected, uh, directed against the woman in red. And this tells you something. This is very profound because all the Christians are programmed to believe, well, this is evil. This is evil. Mm-hmm. No, this is your future queen, you see. Mm-hmm. And see, that changes everything because you're going if she's on their side, that's what the Christian would assume, why are they doing destruction rituals against her? See, it makes no sense. So this is like a secret way to reveal that um, doesn't matter what she did in the past. At best, they have a love hate relationship with her. You see that?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: Because why, why the destruction ritual now that's based on you know, everything that I said there being true. But you'll yeah. see this because they do this over and over again. And this tells you that, in, at least in some sense, they don't like her. And I'm going to tell you how this works, okay? I call her the gray goddess. When she is dark or darker, let me put it this way. The darker she is, the more they like her. The brighter she is, the less they like her. There you go. It's real simple. That's it right there. Yeah. And they don't like what's going to happen to her. because I was just telling them that earlier. I said it before. It talks about the woman in the book of Revelation. Well, it has a definite article. So it says the woman. Like a singular woman. Like it's above all other women. You see, it, it says the woman in Revelation 12, and it says the woman in Revelation 17. And everybody assumes they're two different women. Why would you do that? Well, I'll tell you why. Because they say, well, this one's evil, and this one's good. So they can't be the same. That's on the surface of things, right? Mm -hmm. But but what is the book of Revelation? Is it something that you can just pick up and see things clearly? No, everything is profound. Esoteric. uh, Highly symbolic. Blah, blah, blah. Okay? So I'm saying it's the same woman. You've heard me talk about this before. Mm -hmm. And she represents God's people. And she's actually a whore. Now, God uses... um, he, he talks about, you know, like spiritual prostitution, which is a kind of a complex subject. Yeah. To refer to the spiritual condition of his people. And he does use women because there's a passage in, uh, in Ezekiel where there's three women, like a couple of four. One represents uh, Judah. One represents Samaria, you know, the northern kingdom. Mm-hmm. Ephraim, whatever you want to call it. And the other one represents Sodom. It says there are three, it calls them sisters. You see that? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're, they're whorish. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there again, see, these three women represent what? Judah, Samaria, and Sodom. So this doesn't occur just one time in the Bible. See, the Bible is doing this and people are not picking up on the significance of it. Mm-hmm. So it's in the context of Scripture. So if God wants to do that, see, what that woman is in Revelation 12, she's a redeemed whore. And that's what God's, that's what, you ready? You know what Israel is when Israel is restored? A redeemed whore. You know why? Because God calls her a whore. He calls his own people a whore. Well, see, now what God's doing is going one step further and representing his people, with a single historical woman. That's all, that's just one step further. That's what he's doing and that's pretty profound. You know, if God wants to do something like that, he can do it, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess it's a little bit too profound for people to, uh, to figure out. You know why? Because you do not hear people talking about this. See, see that? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, let's make it simple. How many people are saying that the woman in Revelation 17 is the same woman in Revelation 12. It's almost like they don't have the guts to do it, even if they thought about it, but uh, it's like, whoa, that's freaky, man. So anyway, that woman in Revelation 12, where she's clothed with the light of the sun, she's naked. Now, sometimes in Scripture, God uses that to symbolize um, uh, immorality. There's examples, okay? For instance, there is like this horror Babylon, like in Isaiah, Jeremiah. And uh, sometimes, I, at least one time, I think she's naked or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And In this instance, he's talking about a nation. He's talking about Babylon. You know, it talks about Babylon for two chapters there in Jeremiah 50-51. That's a lot of text there, you know what I mean? Uh, I forget where it's at, but he does presenters being naked elsewhere. But in that context, you know, she's like a prostitute; she has to do with immorality. Well, see, what John is doing is taking all these concepts and utilizing from the Old Testament and utilizing them in the Book of Revelation. So you start, you know, correlating all this. It's just this is not that big of a thing; it's already been done, and now he's doing the same thing in the Book of Revelation. So, here's something interesting. How do you prove that these two entities called the woman are not the same woman? You know something? Nobody even tries. Now, when you see these patterns emerge, and they happen over and over again, this is why I talk about God blocking the minds of his own people. You have to know where to look. It's kind of behind the scenes. you got to peer behind a veil, and you look behind that veil. See, on the surface of things, it doesn't look this way, but you peer behind the veil, oh, it's all over. Just like I was saying to him when we started off, I don't know if this is recorded or not, that uh, this uh, goddess that we're talking about, she's, she's out there. It's like she's always veiled. And by the way, it's ISIS. And... Um, but Isis was a historical woman. I'm saying it's Semiramis. Mm-hmm. But, but Isis actually has a veil. You can look it up on Google. The veil of Isis, you see, because she—they're telling you she's hidden. You know what I mean? Because um, they don't—they don't put her out there. They withhold her. You'll see um, symbolism about her all over in the society but they don't communicate anything. They don't try to help you. They don't try to reveal. But they glorify her esoterically by putting her symbolism all over, but they never help you to understand. So what they're doing, they're, they're, they're glorifying her, but, and this is kind of a curious word, they're also protecting her. Why would they do that? Because to them, she's sacred. You have to understand that, or you will not understand why would they protect her. So I said earlier that um, they have a book about this. You can buy on Amazon.com. I'm talking about um, this hidden goddess in Freemasonry, because there's not supposed to be a goddess in Freemasonry, not supposed to be anything feminine, but there actually is, this is important, because they veil her. They show her covertly, just like in our regular society. They never openly reveal her, and that shows over time when you see these consistent patterns. They're protecting her. Anyway, yesterday, Jeff, I was kind of amazed that um, <clears throat> who were you talking about? You were talking about you were talking about Rob Skiba. Uh, yeah. But you said that you had uh, spoken at a prophecy conference, and Rob yes. Skiba was there. I didn't know that. You don't come out and announce this kind of. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was in
0: 2012, and then I spoke at, at one uh, a year or two later in Dallas.
2: And I don't know if you know this, but I actually said on the show that you you wrote a book. I said a little something about that. I don't know if you heard that or not. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, you know, now with what I've learned, you know, from listening to you and, and more research and stuff, I would definitely uh, change some stuff in the book. Yeah.
2: Well, see, remember what I said on the show, um, unless you're going to write about alternative health or something, you know, if it's going to be, uh, you know, um, the kind of things that we talk about, I would probably be embarrassed about a book that I wrote three or four years ago. It depends, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think most of this stuff,
0: you know, I'm, I, I still think is um, I still think the same way about for for a lot of it. But uh, there's definitely some things that I think differently on, like, uh, you know, when you talked about the, um, you know, people see apparitions, but they do this repeated thing over and over and they don't interact. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it will be on a pretty uh, scheduled basis, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, that it's like, it's like something... I can't remember how you described it. it like it's like it's almost like it's a video videotape playing, and it's it's a frequency or something that was captured in time. And mm-hmm. uh, I I never thought of it that. I never considered that, and it makes perfect sense. And so that's one of the things uh, we talked about differently because uh, I, I never
2: never had heard that before. Yeah. Uh, Well, they don't talk about frequency and electromagnetic energy in churches. So um, if those things are important, then they're not going to be in the game. They're not even qualified to give an opinion. Yeah. And you see these Christian gatekeepers, they're just lashing out at things that they don't understand.
1: Mm -hmm. You know? They
2: they want to help people, but they just don't, they're not quite equipped. But they would never believe that. Oh, no, no, no. God has uh, enabled me, and this is my ministry, you know, those kind of people. My ministry is on YouTube and Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, you know, before I started listening to you, I was, uh, I was like most of the people that we, you know, we talk about and that are out there. And, uh, you know, everything was a demon, and... Just like I said,
2: right? It's just, it's as bad as I say or worse.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, for whatever reason, God chose to start opening my eyes and, uh, and part of it is, I think I, you know, being an artist and and things like that, (laughs) I, I always tend to tended to think outside the box anyway. So I think it was a little easier transition for me to, you know, to to pick up on this stuff and, you know, for God to open my eyes on some things. But, uh, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I, I pretty much, I, I never thought about there being um, like uh, these gray entities, as you call them, you know, different, different shades of gray uh, from top to bottom. And uh, I never never heard that or thought about that before. But then, of course, over time, it's like, well, that absolutely makes sense. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what it to be. Because that would explain, and, and it's stuff I touch on in my book, because it was about the paranormal you know from a, a biblical perspective and um uh it, it makes perfect sense because that's why some paranormal encounters seem to be more evil than others others seem to be just more mischievous and
2: yeah not necessarily evil
0: yeah but, but not ne- but not necessarily you know good you know <laughs> angelic beings, but they're just kind mm-hmm. of cheated. Others are just flat-out evil, and, and the people almost uh, go insane. So that explains a lot. I and mean.
2: Here's the very first thing that we heard about the uh, condition of these celestial beings. Word for word, this is what we were told. I was not told this. The Father made them immature. And I was going,
1: what? You know
2: what I mean? Huh. And then as as we went along and we interacted with them, I started to go, hold it here. They're acting kind of like teenagers. Kind of goofy, and they like to they, yeah. they play a little trick on you. Can just, I was just talking to the other night. Uh, they will do things um, to, to amuse themselves. Yeah. They're not so concerned about you. Um, that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... Um, you know, some kid in eighth grade, and he wants to make himself laugh and make himself look good in front of class, and you're at the brunt of the joke, and, uh, you know, you got oh. your face turns red, but he's having a good old time. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're practical jokers. But yeah. even there, see Chris is a that? but that's evil, Dave. No, we're trying to draw a fine distinction. So I, I want people to understand that there is two distinct groups, and there's this body one. Uh, yeah. And this is the reason, because it says in the Bible it talks about elect angels. Now, it doesn't specifically use that term for, you know, reprobate angels, but it follows by default because if some of them are elect, then the other ones have to be uh, reprobate by, by default, okay? So you do have these two distinct camps, but in these two camps, you have various degrees of light and dark. Now, in the reprobate camp, yes, they're all darker, okay? But, you know, they're different t- types of gray. We're talking about a real dark gray. Yeah. Because I said before, see, everything has, incoration. it's too bad that this would sound new age to Christians, but everything is, is luminous, and it has luminosity. Mm-hmm. And so you're talking about different mixtures of light and dark, but there's nothing there's that's black. You know, absence of light, that's, see, Christians, would think that that's Satan's nature or something. No, he has a, a dark, murky light. In fact, I've even heard this is supposed to be a big secret, but I guess it's just because of the nature of things, the internet. But I've run into Satanists talking about this as if, as if this is his true nature, and so when they talk about you know Satan being a a being of light or something, Christians go, oh no no no, you know, there's no light from the devil at all. It's all false light. They don't understand light. Yeah. You just don't understand that. So <clears throat> yeah. it's been withheld from them deliberately. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Hey Chuck, yeah. are you there? Dang it, I wish he'd show up because I <laughs> I need to call this guy um and ask him a quick question and uh, I don't want dead air. <clears throat> hey Chuck. Maybe he went to sleep. Uh, he probably didn't go to sleep. He knows this room too, audio. So he, you know, he's hovering out there somewhere, probably doing something. Mm. So, um, so you uh, have been a friend of uh, Robski. I mean, did you guys go out to dinner that night?
0: No, no, I, okay. you know,
2: and uh, we're we're
0: acquaintances, You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't uh, say friends because we haven't like hung out, but we we met each other at that prophecy conference and then, okay, uh, yeah, and then we have we've uh stayed in touch, you know, sporadically over over yeah, yeah, that time since 2012. And yeah, you uh, told me that, yeah, yeah, uh, but um, but yeah, I mean, uh he, he's he's a nice guy and and I'll tell you what man somebody that does you know I know you you are like a full time researcher but uh, he pretty much is too I, as far as I I know and uh, and does I, he
2: I have a I, never, sorry to talk about you here Rob but does he have a, like a regular job or what does he what does he do I have I do um, you know I'm not sure uh-huh. uh, I, I I
0: think I think he's a full time uh, researcher and uh, and uh, you know, like a full time ministry that he's got, but he's, um, yeah, you know, I don't think the guy ever sleeps. I mean, I, I don't know how in the world he he researches all that he does because, you know, he 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 gets he gets into several different areas. It's not just like one area that he, you know, is laser focused on and that's it. He gets into several different things, but
2: um, he, he's a researcher, that's for sure. Okay. But anyway, uh,
0: he's a nice guy, and uh, you know, um, I, I like—at uh, least I like—I agree with him on, on a lot of his stuff, you know, and, and that he researches and talks about.
2: You were talking about uh, that he has some commonalities with me, and uh, this has been brought up before. People pointed this out. Yes, and. Yeah. Uh, Just let me say that um, he's the number one person that people say has commonalities with me. He's mentioned uh, he's at the top of the list. So that's just what they say. That's interesting. And I think I
0: mentioned that to him once, but I'm not sure uh, he got back with me on it. And I didn't go into detail. I just kind of asked if he knew you or had heard of you. And uh, and I told him, I said, you seem to... uh, uh, say things every once in a while that, that lines up with things that you've said. And I can't, you know, just on the spot here, I can't think of exactly what they are, but uh, it, was, it, it was kind of surprising. It's like, wow, you know, I've not heard anyone else besides Dave talk about these things. So if he doesn't know about you and he's not listened to you before, it's awfully uh, curious to me because he's, he's coming to some of the same
2: conclusions that you are in, in some different areas. Yeah. So you did uh, mention me to him, huh?
0: Uh, Yes, but uh, I I can't remember. It's been quite a while back. I can't remember (laughs) if he got back with me or not. Uh, I haven't talked to him for a while. I need to probably get a hold of him again.
2: Well, actually, um, there was a person um, the other day that said something about emailing uh, Rob Skiba and asking him, are you familiar with Dave Eager? (laughs) <laughs> and I, just, I didn't say do it or don't do it. I don't even remember what I said, but that's what they said. They just suggested it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't even remember who that was. <laughs> I texted it, uh, Chuck. Okay. See if I can get him in here. <laughs> okay. Yeah,
0: I was looking uh, to send them a message here, but I'm not very good at multitasking. <laughs> Um,
2: if I remember correctly, um, I don't listen to a lot of Rob Keep. I'm not listening to podcasts like I used to because I'm not getting things out of them. Mm-hmm. There's too much repetition. Yeah. And um, you know they'll have these little tidbits in there or something like that, sometimes a gold nugget. This is not much for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I learn mostly with alternative health. Okay, but I think that he is talking about uh, an exodus. Um, yeah, some kind of exodus. Kind of, I think that's one of the things that
0: I was kind of surprised about. And now I don't, I don't remember. I really don't know a lot of detail about it, but it seems to be more in in line with some things that you're saying.
5: Uh huh.
0: So, and uh, I'm trying to think of i uh, just drawing a blank right now, but there, there, like I said, it's more than one issue, and it's, it was really surprising. So, if he doesn't listen to you, then God's just revealing some of the same things to him that he, he is to you. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, he, he believes that, um, you know, the law of Moses is, uh, is valid, at least in certain contexts. Yeah. That's a complicated matter. Yeah. And like I said before, I mean, in any uh, organized society, you're going to have an overlap with the Law of Moses. You know, you can't murder. Yeah. So i yeah, you know, everybody. Okay. So we're not talking about that, though. You know, but I have a completely different view on that. It's 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 totally unique. It's from out that field. You're familiar with it. Mm-hmm. It's just like the Sabbath. The Sabbath was annulled by God as a punishment, but it will He'll bring it back. Yeah. The people assume that if it's in the future, like, it's very clearly – I'm not going to spiritualize the text. So it's talking about that in Isaiah. It's also talking about eunuchs, by the way. Are we going to spiritualize the eunuchs? Christians, they can't relate to that. Yeah. Just to stop and think for a moment. What what the heck do you think, um, you know, the traditional interpretation of – um of the Bible, it's called uh, the, you know, the older term, Mm supersessionism. That's what's in the Bible commentaries. What the heck are they going to do with those eunuchs? You know, we're talking about replacement theology. Yeah. They're not going to take those eunuchs literally. And by the way, what they used to do, you don't hear this, so I'll say it, but um, this is completely repugnant to a Christian mind. We all make the massive assumptions that, you know, Solomon had this huge harem, and the women had to wait around for maybe like three years to have sex with him. I hate to tell you this. um, How many people research eunuchs? But um, if you get a nice little tight working definition of a eunuch, a eunuch is what a eunuch is. And it's always been the same way. And if you want to make some kind of a Christian eunuch, you can go right ahead. But uh, historically, now they had different purposes, but one of the purposes was to copulate with the uh, the wives of the king and sexually satisfy them. Now, a lot of people assume, like I said, I, I said it would be repugnant. Fornication, right? Okay, but um, remember the king, I had one podcast in room two, And in the title, it said hierarchical sex. Hierarchical sex. Um, People don't understand that the Old Testament teaches hierarchical sex. They don't understand in our culture that the king has special privileges. (laughs) Well, first of all, every Davidic king had a harem. We walk around as like, okay, David had a harem and Solomon had a harem. And, uh, by the way, Abraham had a harem. It was a small one, okay? Oh, but not everybody did. No. Every single king. In fact, you know, they'll go, well, where's the proof that Josiah had one? where's the proof that he didn't? It's the standard procedure, okay? So, right there, God is approving of this large number of women for the king. Ask yourself this question. Does he ever approve of that with anybody else? You see, um, we know that God approves of it because um, he spoke through Nathan to David. And he said, I gave you your wives, you know, to David. Yeah. And I would have given you even more if you had asked. So right there, that's repugnant to the Christian mind. Most of them don't know that's in the Bible. God's approving of his harem. God built His harem, and each wife was a gift from God. That's the biblical position. Okay, did God do that with anybody else? So, first of all, you have to understand, you have to have wealth to have a harem. So, right there, you're going to be disqualified. So, this is not God's intention. It was God's intention for one man, according to Scripture. And we're talking about that one man is David. Okay, so this is what. Special privileges. Now, special privileges are an absolute anathema to the Christian mind. Why? Because they've been programmed by the local church that everyone is perfectly equal. Is that, isn't that true? Yes. And there's no special privileges. This is complete garbage, by the way. They don't, actually, they don't actually believe this, but they act like they do. Because if you just go to a local church, it's pretty obvious that the pastor has special privileges. You know what I mean? Yeah. And everybody, nobody, well, he's the pastor. Well, yeah, there you go. So you're not being consistent. So now we got to rethink things because even you don't believe this. But see, when it comes to sex, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. You see, they're not even ready to think about this possibility. It, Like I said, it's repugnant. Their mind shuts down and they point the finger and go, that's demonic. God would never, blah, blah. And they start saying all these things, you know, same old thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and what they need is revelation. <clears throat> so that—that's that, just a simple way to, to explain hierarchical sex. I'm not going to go into that right now. I said all i will do is give him one example. He has permission to copulate with um, a number of women, and um, there's no evidence that you have that permission. Uh-oh. They don't like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway. At least I communicated something. I've said all that before. At least bits in pieces somewhere. Do you remember what you were uh, teaching on uh, when you were at that conference? You were talking about Bible prophecy, right? Or were you?
0: Yeah, at both of them. I gave two different talks. And the first one was on uh, the paranormal, like my book. Uh-huh.
2: The other have-
0: on the uh and the other talk was on the vampire craze and then the, th- the one vampire
2: did, craze yeah you know that's interesting
0: twi- twilight and all that and, oh yeah uh,
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah and just how that is uh affecting society and and uh you know the the uh dark beginnings of it you know with the writing you know of dracula and so forth and then uh in uh, Dallas, I spoke on uh, the paranormal again, uh, again because of my book, and then the second one was I talked about uh, uh, basically uh, like cryptozoology, you know, unknown creatures, and how oh. and how uh, my conclusions, which they they haven't really changed, but my conclusions are that. Most of what is seen and experienced by people, I believe, is paranormal, which, you know, 10 years ago I didn't believe that. I thought they were actual creatures, which in some cases they may be, but I gave many examples, you know, and uh, even Bigfoot, because many times with Bigfoot and sightings and encounters, you know, there's there's uh, either the smell of uh, a stench like rotting, rotting meat or something, and a lot of times there's a smell of brimstone. There's usually UFO activity just before Bigfoot sightings. Uh, they've been seen entering and leaving UFOs. Um, and that is, that's just one example, but um, I went through probably, you know, plenty of different examples of creatures and uh, different uh uh, stories by different people throughout the you know throughout the years and, and how they don't they don't make sense unless you apply it uh, to the uh, supernatural uh it's not, it's they're not in most cases I don't believe physical creatures now they i think they can manifest themselves physically that's my belief anyway uh, for brief periods of time, but you know when you have following a set of footprints you know whether it's bigfoot or some other creature. And uh, you know, and, and they disappear in the middle of a field I and mean, no more footprints, you know, and it's it's in snow or mud or something. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not that that's not a natural creature. Something is that it,
6: is, is that Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Jeff I'm Sorry. To cut hey. here. <laughs> I said it's <laughs> gotta well, be Jeff talking about being a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I see. I got I got my own realm, though, too.
5: You know that, you know. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> but anyway, have yeah.
6: Ever, out of curiosity, have you ever seen a Bigfoot or anything paranormal or anything like that in the physical manifestation?
0: Um, well, I haven't, but I know two people that have, and one of them, again, I'm, I think I've talked about this once before in the past uh, to some, probably maybe just Dave, but. Um, I don't want to say exactly who, but it's someone extremely close to me that I would trust yeah, with yeah. my life. Yeah. And um, yeah, they uh, to this day, when I get them to talk about it, they um, they get pretty shook up, and really? they're you know they're they're solid Christian, and they're not going to yeah. lie about something like this. And they're and 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 the exact thing that they say is they've seen plenty of you know horror movies and scary movies in their uh-huh. lifetime. They said nothing it turned and looked at them and it had glowing red eyes which is yeah. pretty prominent too yeah, because an animal's eyes don't glow they'll reflect yeah they don't, they don't, they don't did, glow did you,
6: did you read that article that i sent you on the underground um tunnels and the underground caverns and things like that okay.
0: yes i got a chance i got a chance to read that this afternoon and uh yeah. and i think okay. i sent you a message saying that was really interesting yeah
6: Oh, yeah, yeah. You know uh, what you're talking about here, and i trying to put all this together, and, and I don't know why i works and everything like that. Hey,
2: Chuck, real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. Your audio is low. See if you can do something to raise it, if you can. Uh, sometimes you can do that really easily. Is that better now? I'm not sure yet.
6: Okay, anyway. Um, yeah, it's still low. Go ahead. I didn't do anything, man.
0: Okay, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not too bad. All
6: okay. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I... Listening to Dave looking around and just uh, um, assessing all the information out there, okay? I thought that was a very interesting article, too, okay? And Mm. uh, uh, my take kind of on that article was that, uh, yeah, these people kind of knew back uh, when the apocalypse in the first century was going on, some were prepared, okay? And um, I kind of got that out of it. (laughs) But there's a lot of... uh, there's you know, this, there is this underground system down there. And uh, I, I think these bigfoots and stuff are actually remnants or something that is actually living underground. Okay.
2: Yeah. Uh, I do too. they they live in a, they live in a cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I
6: don't think that they're spiritual manifestation. Now not to say they're they don't have more uh, tricks up their sleeve than we're aware of, you know what I mean? Uh they yeah. may be highly elevated. I don't know. But I think I think they live underground and I think they come out every now and then and uh that's why they're kinda of territorial. You know, like uh Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest and a few areas like that. Some of these uh, mountainous type areas, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that just, that just yeah. kind of my take on it, you know. Hey, yes, you guys, see, I, I want
2: to offer up a theory about these mm-hmm. uh, these uh, entities. Mm-hmm. Um, about why you don't find their bodies. Now, there there are more. They are more intelligent than we think.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: The thing we've been programmed to believe that we're not only we superior everything, but we're a lot more superior. Mm-hmm. And we don't allow them to be intelligent. There's some stories. I'm trying to think of this one story. Oh, somebody handed something to like a Bigfoot, and then he handed it back to him. Isn't that something? Huh. Uh, I, I wish I could look. look I got up and go. I, I was just listening on a Coast to Coast. So I don't remember the details, but they, you know, they can express kindness, and um, they do, unfortunately, kill people. It's rare. Yeah. But you don't. You, you typically hear the scary stories. You don't hear about a gentle Sasquatch, but the stories are out there. Here, here anyway. Here's the thing. Um, first of all, when you come into their area, I think they have um, like psychic abilities. I'm not saying they have to, but I think they have some something. Okay, mm-hmm. like a lot of animals, and they're actually, they're very aware that you're approaching them. Their area. You know, they don't, humans are noisy, by the way. Okay. But anyway, I believe it's just a theory, and I have not heard anyone say this. It's just so simple because they're usually looking for com- something complex. But I think that when they die, it could be an accident. That the because um, they have families and they know the area and they and they go and they get the body, right? And they they dispose of it or whatever. What what? Why is this so hard?
0: Yeah, right.
2: And they know, clean up.
0: Yeah. I just wanna say that uh you know, I, I have an idea for a book based on that. So I was I had a a three book idea and that was that was gonna be my second one about uh you know, creatures like that, uh, not just Bigfoot, but um I, I agree with you, Dave. I I've thought that for, for years that uh they they probably uh travel in, in families or packs or whatever. Uh, and they they take care of each other. Somehow, if one of them dies, yeah, you know, or whatever the you know, way it may be.
6: You know, also, too, this tunnel system underground, this might explain how they can, you know, disappear and they can move around. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You really know, these underground tunnel systems. So, uh, you know, boy, I was talking these tunnels go miles and miles and miles or even more than that. You know what I mean? I guess yeah. they've been down long enough. Uh, they can. I don't know. They can move happily across the country, perhaps, in a tunnel system. You know? So, uh, you know, well, I don't um. There's more entities than just this
0: Bigfoot character down there, too. There are a lot more Oh, different. yeah. Oh, yeah, there are. But but uh, but most people, like I see, you know, someone typed here on the chat that, uh, you know, Bigfoot is terrestrial and not paranormal, which the deal is someone usually, you know, Dave, you talk about, it, you know, they put us in, in one extreme or the other, you know, one, one end or the other. And uh, I, I think that they, they – I agree with Chuck that uh, – I I think that theory may uh, be valid, you know, and that there may be some physical creatures like that. But I also think that some of the occurrences, some of the appearances are supernatural. You know, they're they're mimicking an actual Bigfoot and these actual creatures. And I think that goes on concerning a lot of creatures. There may be some actual creatures, but then there's some mimicking going on by, uh, you know, probably some evil spirits.
2: Okay, um, I could like see that as a Christian shit. view. I, I, I believe that there's different types of these entities, but see, there is a type, it's been exposed, that has to do with what we call Illuminati. They've been seen by uh, UFOs too many times. I'm talking about a UFO that's actually landed. I mean, it's sitting there. And then mm-hmm. they'll see uh, a Bigfoot. I'm not saying this happens very often.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: uh, yeah. I think that the Illuminati is creating, it could be a hybrid. Here's the thing. They <laughs> love to play around. With, they love to play around with DNA and genetics, all that stuff. Why wouldn't they create a hybrid of a Sasquatch? Oh. I was just going to say that,
6: Dave. You beat me to yep. it.
2: So they, not they, this... they took a they took a big, a big sort of reprogrammed it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, they they tampered with everything, and they created all these freaks and monsters. And there's not some special category where they leave them alone and it's called Sasquatch. No, they. But see, there also could be technological ones. They're not actually biological. It's just. It could be anything. It could even be a form of propaganda. The,
6: the military but, might have got their hand in there and tried to – somebody might have seen an experiment with a super soldier made out of a Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. Funny, huh?
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, we would call that supernatural. Um, see, think about a demon. They can, they can imitate anything. They can create a projection. Yeah. So you always have to make a, that allowance, but I don't think it would be very common at all. I think, if, I think the technological explanation would be more more common. Yeah, and that's yeah. possible too. I, I just think there's a, there's a lot of different
0: answers to to these things. You know, we just don't know for sure. Yeah. But I don't, I, I'm basically what I'm saying is, I don't think it's just one thing. That's what most people do. Is they, And I was that way for years. I know. And it's like, I don't believe it's just one thing. I think there's a multiple explanations and multiple things going on here. And let me give you guys an example. And, and I may have the name wrong, but I think it's, um, I think it's a lake called Lake Elsinore. And, uh, there was, uh, in the 50s, and and before that, too, and since, but uh, a Loch Ness monster type of, of creature in that lake. And uh, at one point, point I can't remember exactly why, the lake, uh, they had to dry it up or it got dried up or something happened to it. And um, they, of course, found a lot of dead fish and this, that, and the other. And this, I think, was in the 50s. And there had been many, many signs of this creature. They never found any sign of this creature. There was not any under, underground caves or, or waterways it could have come in and out of. Because I, I think it was a man-made lake. I'm not positive. Uh, it's been a long time since I've uh, talked about it and read the story. But anyway, the, um, the uh, army and, and whoever else, they, they eventually refilled the lake. And restocked it and everything else, and not long after they did that, sightings begin again of, the, of that creature, and I I think they continue to this day, if, if I'm not mistaken, and uh, that has to be something. In my opinion, it has to be supernatural, because there was no evidence whatsoever of a creature like this, even though they were finding all different other types of fish and. and and so forth, it would have been in that lake, and um there was no in litter outlet that it could have gone in or out of or underground caves, so there had to be something else going on. That's why I think that at least some of the explanations for for some of these creatures at at certain times are supernatural but i don't I don't believe that's all it is on in in all of the cases, you know what I mean.
6: Jeff, do you think in the future that these areas and things like that are going to be uh, explored by man?
0: Do I think what's going to be what?
6: Do do you think all this stuff is hidden right now and possibly in the future this is going to be explored by man? Um, Let's see, like uh, after when when, a a new era comes and, you know, God's king is back in place and uh, things, you know, things kind of go back to the way that they were, uh, you know, eons ago or whatever, you know, let's put, put it this way, God's world is uh, is back, you know, in power. Um, do you think, uh, do you think these things are going to be explorable or opened up or knowledge is going to be of, of these, of these things? Uh,
0: well, I don't know. I would hope so, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about that too much. Um, I don't know. I mean, what, what's your take on it?
6: Well, I think just some basic discussions we've had. I uh, yeah, I think that's going to happen. Actually, you know, um, I was yeah. kind of talking to you about some of these other realms and things like that, which uh, I think are going to open up. All right, yeah. I, mean, I think that uh, all that underground stuff is going to uh, be available too. Okay, um, okay. kind of. Uh, let's just kind of put it as uh, you know, I'm discussing some of these other realms that I uh, kind of bumped into. They're kind of hidden right now, but they're kind of like um, they're kind of yeah. like a little they're like little kingdoms. You know what I mean? And I think Mm -hmm. underground, there's a bunch of kingdoms down there too, which are, are hidden from us right now. Okay. And I think that's all going to open back up the, uh, um, having communications and, uh, um, um, things like that are going to have open back. You know, God's going to open it back up. I think is what's going to happen. Okay.
5: Okay. Okay.
6: um, you know, I think it's like you need a kingdom out there too. I think some of it, like up here, some of the kingdoms up here have to be flushed out and and, and dealt with, don't they? You know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I
6: think it's the same thing underground. Some of these kingdoms underground are going to have to be dealt with too. All right. Okay. Okay. So there's going to be some good allegiance made. There's going to be some. Uh, there's going to be some battles. Put it that way. Just like a, you, there is going to be some battles up here, don't you think? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's yeah. going to be some battles down there too. All right.
0: Okay. Okay, yeah, I can see that.
6: I'm trying to feed you some information for your book to make you think here. That'd be a very <laughs> different chapter. Yeah,
0: you know? I don't know if I'll ever get around to the book now. After talking uh-huh. to Dave, it's like, you know, I could get it written and continu- I probably would continue to change. I don't know. I don't know about writing a book at this point. you have to put but, monthly
6: updates and monthly updates and chapters, right? And oh, I know
0: it. Yeah, it'd be uh, a <laughs> constant revision of the book. I'd have a hundred revisions and five years but um no that's that's pretty interesting i i was going to ask you uh, on that article that you sent me that uh when i read it today it mentioned uh-huh. you know two or three times at least about a deluge the, the, you know the referring to the the flood yeah um
6: right
2: go ahead, go ahead. Which,
0: which, which was interesting but but at other times it would talk about a uh cataclysm and i but yet they didn't really, they didn't describe what kind. I was wondering what you, what you thought. Is well, that, do you think they were talking I, about the fiery cataclysm that they talked yeah, about? Yeah, I,
6: I think so. I think that they uh, they were talking about the fiery uh, first century cataclysm. And uh, uh, like some, if you look at, um, it's kind of interesting because they went from South America, Central America, to American Indians and everything. And, um, um, you know, and they all talked about uh, a cataclysm, right? And they were saved. Remember they they talked about some stayed down and some came up too early and died and the rest stayed down there and they could come back up. Okay. Yes. I, I think that was a cataclysm when the world was destroyed by fire and evidently, um, they had knowledge of it and, and went underground. Okay. And, um, um, you know, what was really interesting, they, the white, men. it talks about the white men came in, the Spaniards came in and stuff and wiped them out and, uh, gold, it said gold wasn't really a, um, a monetary thing to them. It was, but it was more ornamentation and, um,
3: mm-hmm.
6: um, I, I guess a, a, a royalty status symbol might be the best way to explain it, right? You know, yeah. Temples yes. and things like that. And they, uh, they realized what the white man was doing, so they hit it all, right? Yep. And they, and they just figured these idiot white guys don't know anything, what's going on about nature or their spirit <laughs> or what's happening. And it's just a yep. matter of time before these guys wipe themselves out and we can open all this back up again, right? Yeah, and, yeah. I can read that in, that in that article, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they were using gold like uh, for wallpaper. They'd pound yeah. it you know, and make it very, very thin and use it on their walls. Yeah. It was, a, it was amazing.
6: Yeah, yeah, that was a. I thought that was a great article. Whoever wrote that article, I can't remember what it was. Off to look at it. I should probably get that to Dave. You know what I mean? But I uh, yeah,
0: you, you need know, to send it to him.
6: Yeah, Dave's talked on the show and stuff um, about the uh, um, about the uh, American and Central and I'm not sure about South American Indians like Incas and stuff like that. But uh, they um, they're they're really not talked about in Christianity. Matter of fact, you know the other – the uh, Established church at the time tried to wipe them out because they were a bunch of heathens, right? You know. Yeah. Uh, I should tell you something right there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a, uh, but yeah, that was a really interesting article. I, uh, I, I've read a little bit, and I haven't, I haven't studied extensively, but I've read a little bit about underground, uh, you know, you know uh, you cities know, and gonna, passageways.
6: I'm just going to throw this out there, but um, I, and don't hold me on this because I, I don't know, but uh. You know, like, remember the uh, the lost tribes of Israel? They were dispersed yes. out, right, all over the world, right? And so yeah. that is, wherever they are, they're Israel, aren't they? Yeah. Well, maybe, just maybe, one of these Central or South or North American tribes actually might have been a remnant of Israel, perhaps. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm just, you know, throwing that out. Yeah. I think we've talked about that a little bit. It's kind of... Um, I don't have any documentation to see that, you know what I mean, but it's just kind of an interesting thought, you know?
0: I've heard that theory before, yeah.
6: Oh, really? I think the Mormons talk about that, don't they, actually?
0: You know, I don't don't know. Dave would know. Is Dave still with us? He's somewhere. Yeah, Yeah, he stepped away for a minute.
6: But if you think about it, um, all the tribes, Israel, Israel's always the one getting beat up by the... uh, (laughs) <laughs> By the establishment, aren't they? Yeah,
0: you
6: know they kind of fit that. They kind of fit that. Uh, they fit in that category anyway,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an inter- interesting idea. Uh, like I said, you know, I don't really have any anything documentation to back it up. It's an interesting idea. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I'd like to read that article again. I kind of breezed through it. You know, so I
6: didn't
0: uh, I, did, so cool I, I, got,
6: I got four fifths of the way through it. And I skipped the last uh I gotta read the last couple of paragraphs on it. It is long, isn't it? Very long and very uh a lot of documentation <laughs> it seems like, you know.
0: Yeah, lots of detail in it. It it was a lot of information. Uh you know, but I need to go back and uh read it a little more carefully and, and retain a little more of it. But like I said, I've read some about underground uh cities and you know of course tunnels and and uh of course there's supposed to be all these uh <laughs> Area fifty one type things going on underground too, you know. So who oh, knows? Yeah.
3: Oh yeah.
0: But but as far as actual like civilizations and stuff, you know, Dave of course has talked about that some
6: yeah. but I haven't
0: studied up on it uh, a whole lot myself. It's just mostly uh a little reading here and there and things that you and yeah. Dave have said.
6: I, I think that fits in a lot the lost knowledge category too, right there, or it's been, yeah. place, you know, um, yeah. You know, what I was thinking about too, is they, uh, they talk about, uh, like you say, like these dumbs in the military and they can dig tunnels all over the place. Yeah. You know, you wonder if they ever bumped into any of this stuff or if that's really what they're about, what they're trying to do is they're trying to, uh, back to, again, this is white men go nuts over gold, you know You know what I mean? <laughs> so, uh.
0: If I had to say, I would say that uh, you know these elite that you know we're always talking about, that Dave talks about. I would say that they've they've found a lot of this stuff, and of course, if there's any civilization civilization still underground, they've they've come across them, and uh, you know.
6: Well, yeah, and, and they might have got their butts kicked though too. You know what I mean? So knows, it is right?
0: possible. It is possible. Yeah, but I, I would say that there's. Uh, who,
6: was that, who was that one uh, engineer that uh, kind of came out and was talking about building the gums and everything? And uh, he actually got, uh, he died, actually. Uh, but uh, off, oh, I thought of his name. He's he, he, like the number one guy. Um, uh, but he was talking about going down in there and he actually saw like a, uh, an alien-type cre- creature.
0: Uh, is, is he the one that had ta- he talked about actually got into a firefight with one of them? And... I think
6: that's the guy. Yeah, I see his, I see his face, but mm-hmm. I can't remember his name.
0: Yeah, I can't remember his name either, but he was supposedly uh, either killed or at least died under suspicious circumstances. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So that so, guy was
6: telling the truth all along, you know? And, he uh, might have I'm been. They got their the Illuminati got their asses kicked perhaps sometimes by these guys because uh, they probably yeah. got more better technology than we do For what, according to that guy
0: yeah exactly and uh if I remember correctly, this guy believed now he he didn't really see things from our perspective i think he 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 genuinely believed they were extraterrestrials or something i believe
3: that that's uh, what he thought yeah
0: he yeah, I very, don't think he, he had crazy. a i i don't think he looked at it from you know a a biblical perspective or a you know christian perspective, but it was very interesting stuff if there was any truth to what he was saying, and that wow. makes you wonder
6: yeah well he you know he basically his job was basically building the underground installations. That's what he did, you know, so.
0: Yes, that's right. And yeah, it's coming stumbled, back to me.
6: Yeah, he just kind of stumbled into this thing. Uh, they didn't know what was wrong with one of the uh, one of the holes they dug or something like that. And you remember he went down there with a Marine, and that's when the firefight started up. Oh, he lost he lost his fingers. Remember that? He did. His left, got, did. His left arm was all ripped open or something like that.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, he got injured. That's right, uh, in, in the firefight. Uh, it had some type of a weapon, you know, that, and I, and I guess, I can't remember if he had a weapon on him or not, but it had a weapon.
6: I think the Marine opened fire and then got zapped. And I think he said he had a pistol or something that he unloaded. And,
0: and yeah. There.
6: Yeah. I think he, I think he killed one of them with his pistol or something. if I recall,
0: yeah, uh, th- this is kind of along the same subject to here, but uh, I think it's somewhere up around Carthage in the, Missouri, not far from from me, that there's, uh, I don't know if you can have access any longer, but there was uh, an underground, uh, well, entrance, and I think they may have it blocked off now, but I I read a story not long ago, and it was just a few years ago, that a couple of guys, you know, when you could still have access, it was like a huge concrete opening, you know, and uh, they they rode their four-wheelers down in there just for the heck of it, and, um, I forget how far they said they, they go in there, but they supposedly, uh, had an encounter with, uh, you know, reptilian types and, uh, they had weapons and stuff and they, uh, they managed to get out of there, but they said it was just by the skin of their teeth and they, and, uh, I guess other people have had, uh, encounters down there too. And I think it's, if I remember right, it's, it's, uh, gated off or blocked off or, or maybe even, uh. You know, patrolled by the military or something now. Huh. So if there's any truth to that, and um, you yeah, know, I don't know if there is or not, but I've I, I've read at least one or two stories concerning that place. I can't remember the details, what it's called or or anything. I just remember it's in that basic area.
6: Yeah. Where, where was Carthage, Missouri? In Missouri.
0: Carthage, sure. Missouri is like uh, uh, southwest Missouri.
6: Okay. All right. All
0: right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I lived and, in Missouri
6: a long time, and uh, I walked the creek beds and went to a lot of a lot of. They got big caverns down there, man. You know.
0: So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I've got uh, some friends that uh, have done quite a bit of a spelunking. You know, just going caving and stuff. But uh, you know, they I mean, haven't they, any wild stories have, or anything.
6: They got caves up here in Wisconsin too. I've been in actually.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I guess they're you know.
6: There's a lot of these. As a matter of fact, up here in Wisconsin, you've heard about the mounds, right? Like the uh, the animal mounds, the Indian mounds.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
6: I I've, I've actually been to a couple of those parks up here in uh, in Wisconsin. that are
0: pretty cool, actually.
6: One's called it's called Lizard Mound Park, and like uh, you know, there's a lizard. I mean, it's just basically it's like a, I, I don't want to say it's a burial ground, but you know, it's like a hill. hill you know what I mean? And uh, from yeah. this guy you know they uh, all these different animal shapes like uh, cheetahs jaguars lizards and things wow. like that and uh in matter of fact i mean if you really go back through history a lot of these farmers up here just mowed him down they didn't know what they were okay yeah uh, but there's one pretty close to my house i uh i went in there with my dog and my dog was a pretty smart little guy and uh he just went nuts, man! Like a little lightning bolt, all over the place, back and forth, back and forth. I mean, never seen him act that way in my life. Okay, and yeah. uh, I just kind of walked around and looked at the mountains and stuff like that. You know, they're just little hills and stuff like that, but you can, uh, this one was taken care of though, and uh, they're all over the place uh, between uh, between uh, Wisconsin, Illinois, um, Indiana, Illinois. They call them Indian mountains. Like, like uh-huh. Okie, Illinois is really a big one, actually, so.
3: Wow. We yeah, got, we
6: also got up here a place called Azlan where, um, um, it was like an old Indian fortress. I mean, I'm going, you know, you're going back 1,500 years ago, something like that. And, yeah. uh, yeah, it's, it's, as I say, our whole past has been, I think all this stuff, got, I think a lot of the stuff got destroyed, you know, in the, uh, the first century epo- uh, uh, apocalypse and, uh,
0: we just don't know,
6: you know we have
0: amnesia now, you know, what is that? Oh, just a you know, it'll yeah. you know. So Yeah, yeah, it's um they they have rewritten history so much and, and you know, it doesn't take long for you know, a few centuries and and everything's forgotten, you know, because they the, you know, they uh put so much fake history out there and propaganda. It's just gone. Yeah,
6: you know, I didn't. I didn't know any. A year ago, a year and a half ago, I didn't know any. I didn't didn't even think about or have any knowledge of this first century of, uh, um, uh, apocalypse at all. You know, uh, at all. Oh, I didn't either. And, and once I heard it, I just started putting stuff together, and it just started making sense. You know, and uh, the biggest one that made sense to me was the Dark Ages. Okay.
5: Yeah.
6: And yeah. when Dave was talking about and, well, what is this Dark? How does all the you know two three hundred years go by? where there's no, nothing, nothing. And the stuff that it, there is, has actually just been fabricated. Okay. But I, yeah. it, that just doesn't happen. You know what I mean? Unless there was a, uh, a cataclysm, right. You know, yep. and everything is wiped out, you know, in a race. And uh, that actually yes. made a lot of sense to me, this whole programming thing going on and, uh, the way that the, uh, uh the corporate judgment that's upon us and with the, way that, um, the way that these, these uh, black magicians probably, you know, they knew the cataclysm was coming and they came out first and they took over and set the world up as it is today um, the way they wanted it set up, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and like, oh, this makes, to- this, this, this makes total sense. This explains everything that's going on today to me. It all started back mm-hmm. then. The Black magicians came and uh, set it up. And they use their little magical stuff, whatever, they, you know, their little whatever, satanic or whatever, you know what I mean? And they bamboozled all of us, man, and we're all just a bunch of idiots right now.
0: Man, this has got to yep.
6: stop. It actually got me mad. The more I started thinking about it, it, it I, I finally got mad about it, you know? So. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, see, until I started listening to Dave, I'd never heard or even thought about a uh, uh, first-century cataclysm uh by uh-huh. fire. But but there was things that before that uh I had studied over the years, you know, like uh oh, what do they call them? Is it is it is it two parts, you know, uh, objects out of place in time or you know stands for something. And yeah. uh there there's actually a website, and I can't remember the name of it off hand. It's pretty interesting. But there's there's evidence in different places around the world of of uh it won't be near volcanoes or anything like that, but it, of, of, like, sand that has been yeah. melted into glass. I mean, just where it looks like massive uh, heat. Um, yeah. uh, heat heat, destruction and melted rocks and stuff, and they can't explain it. They don't know exactly when it happened, and they don't know. But then after finding all this out, all those pieces started to fall into place, and it's like that that would explain it. That would explain why some places – you know, still show signs of that cataclysm. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm i just like you. I had never thought about it. A year and a half ago, I was in a completely different place. Uh, with yeah, all this yeah, stuff.
6: yeah. You know, and I was just thinking, too, if these guys, these, uh, these magicians knew what was going on, they took all the technology with them and everything down there, or where, you know what I mean? Let's just say they went underground. Mm-hmm. The
1: and yeah. they're
6: holding that all back, and they're just using it for themselves. You know, like, yeah. uh, and, uh, I, I always thought in the back of my mind that man was highly, you know, highly, there was a highly civilized and a highly intelligent man, highly technical man in the past, okay? And I mm-hmm. just always knew that, okay? And, then, and, yeah. uh, and, uh, I, 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 before I, before I started listening to Dave, I actually believed in D evolution too. I just, uh, I just knew we were idiots compared to, compared to Adam, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. uh, um, and so, you know, I, this also fits in, too. These guys took all that technology, all that knowledge and everything with them, and they're just keeping it for themselves, you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they basically enslaved us with it is what they did, you know?
0: Exactly. exactly. And, and what, I, what I was talking about, about that website and objects out of time, you know, and place and everything, they also, that website will show all of these things that ha- have been discovered, which... I mean, most of it's hidden from us, but I mean, uh, every once in a while, something slips by or they release it on purpose, who knows? But it will be something that's uh, high technology. And uh, uh, uh. Fr- from, from thousands of years ago, you know, from uh, before this cataclysm and maybe before the flood, and uh, yeah, I mean, man was extremely intelligent and, and very advanced, and uh, I did want to ask you, did you say, that uh 'cause, cause I've heard they talk about this cataclysm, but actually not in a whole lot of detail uh did you say that you you believe that after the cataclysm in the first century that um, once things became like habitable on on earth again that, that it was the black magicians that came up first and started to establish things
2: uh well
6: yeah the uh yeah, 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 I mean, you know, maybe, okay, um, they came, uh, besides the black musicians, there were other people, like, like, like the Hopi Indians and stuff, you know, they talk about it, you know, and, uh, yeah. but, the, the, but the black magicians kind of came up and, uh, because of the corporate judgment, um, yeah, they, with their magic, if you want to call it, they took over, you know, they, they had the yeah. big plan. okay, they just kind of, uh, they probably had, uh, there was probably battles and stuff like that, um, you know, it's kind of interesting. Dave says that, like, you know, these castles and things that they built, you know, yeah. um, you know, they they spun this thing like um, um, the royalty and everything. That was that was the black magicians, and they had to build these castles to actually protect themselves from the people they were starving. <laughs> okay, you know, they, yeah. they had the technology and stuff, and it probably took a couple hundred years to wipe out the smart people that came up or to stupefy people down to um, so they could control them again. Okay. Yeah and didn't okay. them. So I think, you know, it took a couple of generations, two or 300 years, perhaps. I don't know how long the Dark Ages is off the top of my head, but it took that period of time there to, uh, um, you know, to to get people in place where they could roll out what they're doing and stuff, you know, nowadays, you know, to, to take yeah. over the world, enslave the world, you know. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, and the whole thing about this was this is all, you know, who did this? Uh, God did it, actually. God empowered them to do this. That's the corporate judgment it's uh, it's a byproduct of people not believing in God. You know, here's here's what's going to happen. He said what was going to happen. Sure enough, it happened, didn't it? And uh, you know, he just uh, God empowered the uh, Illuminati, though. To that was his tool to uh, to do the corporate judgment on us. You know, so really a sad yeah. story, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah,
2: see here. But, I was
0: just say in the chat that uh, that uh, someone here mentioned that it was Phil Schneider was that guy's name.
6: Phil, Sh- yeah, Phil Schneider. That's yeah,
0: it. Yes. yeah. And they're asking, they're wondering at the website that I'm referring to, and I can't remember it. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'd have to do some research. I can't remember what the name of it. I,
6: uh, uh, I actually got into him for about three days. I, I listened to everything he said. I, I saw him at the events and stuff. You know, on on YouTube, you know. I mean, I, I, I the guy's very believable. I didn't see anything in there which uh, I think he was really telling the truth. You know, I think he might have been a little bit so, like you say, uh, uh, like a right, a right wing crackery. You know what I mean? When I have no problem with that. I'm just saying he was a little more, uh, um, um, you know, he didn't have the knowledge. He went that way because he didn't have the knowledge. But I, I mean, what he was trying to do is expose it and say, hey guys, this is what's going on, and, they, and the military knows about it. You know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, the guy seemed very, very, very uh real, you know. Yeah. I, I didn't see I don't think he was fabricating anything for money or for power or to write a book. You know what I'm saying? He was just out there doing it, you know.
0: Uh hey, yeah, I found that website. Let me uh I'm trying to I'm not good at doing two things at once. I'm trying to uh type it in here for these people to see and uh and then I'll tell you what it is. It's uh, okay it's, a, it's the, web, the website's called uh, saint.com, but it's spelled s the, the number eight INT.com. And and uh, I hadn't been to the website for quite a while, but it's really, really interesting. It talks about um, it's called UPARTS and it stands for uh, Out of Place Artifacts and Ancient High Technology. If you haven't looked this website up, Chuck, you might want to look at it. It's 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 really got a lot of information. Some really okay. incredible stuff.
6: Uh, get that in my uh, Facebook chat because I'm I'm a, I'm at work right now. Believe it or not. So.
0: Okay. You know what? I, I'll uh yeah I'll, I'll I'll just send you the link here. Hold on, Sam.
6: Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, oh, you're actually at work.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Even I have to work every right now just... and. <laughs> then, <laughs> Oh, I
0: don't know how that goes.
6: I've had like work. I mean, I've had. I, when I work, I work like twelve, eighteen hours a day. Though
0: that's just me, you know. So, <laughs> so
6: I, I've had, uh, like, five days of a street work like that. It's starting to beat me up a little bit, but
0: I'm doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I'm trying to try to find you here on Facebook and and uh, so I can send that that link to you.
6: Who else we got? Uh, who's who's in the chat or who's on the call right now? Who's on the call? Yeah, or in the chat, or in the call.
0: Uh, um, Mercurius, uh, White Raven, uh, Winds of Change. Oh, cool. I mean, me, me, you, okay. and uh, Dave somewhere.
6: <laughs> Do I show up in the chat?
0: No. I don't think so. I just called in on the cell
6: phone, so I was curious how that works. I don't, I'm, oh, I don't okay. have computer access right now, so.
0: Okay. Um, all right, I'm sending you that link. You can check out that website when you get a chance it's uh I think you'll find it pretty interesting. It's uh talks about megafauna uh you know, ancient you know ancient technology, recent dinosaur sightings, you know, just things like that, Yeah, you know. But it, but it does, it is real interesting when it talks about things of the past that, that uh, relates to things we're talking about, especially uh, kind of ties together a, a cataclysm by fire at some uh-huh. point in the past. And so when I heard, like I said, when I heard Dave talking about that, uh, I immediately went back to this website, which I had been checking out for like the past, I don't know, 12, 15 years. And I remembered some of the stuff they were talking about. It's like, that's probably where this stuff fits in. I couldn't figure it out before, because all I ever had been taught and heard, and you were probably the same, was about the flood. Yeah, well,
6: yeah, yeah. And the other stuff there, you know, they fabricate stuff like Nibiru and things like that now. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, is, oh, yeah. So uh, I think I think that Nibiru thing, uh, whatever is, uh, a lot of that stuff is fabricated to keep your mind focused, uh, not on a, a first-century cataclysm. No, 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 they don't want that to be known you
0: know so. no yeah oh yeah yeah that's uh i don't even pay attention to that kind of stuff of course i have a whole different i you know <laughs> idea about our cosmology but uh um, yeah no same here. same here um but yeah it, it, it's it's pretty interesting though when you think about it um there's evidence for a cataclysm by fire and uh you know there, there's there's uh Evidence, you know, some evidence in scripture and so forth. You know, when you when you realize it's there, it's it becomes more obvious. But um, but it's funny how that's been so covered up, but yet the flood is, you know, pretty pretty prominently talked about. You know, I mean, it's, uh, I guess there's just maybe more evidence for it and more talk of it, of course, in the Bible. They're more more, uh, to the point. Yeah. Well.
6: The flood was thousands of years ago, four thousand yeah. years ago, four thousand four hundred. Yeah. Um, the uh, story by fire was uh. Well, they, <laughs> I want to say this. It uh, from my understanding, what I've heard from from Charles and from uh, other people talking, um, it was really only a thousand years ago. They tampered with the dating system. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the first century was really only a thousand years ago, not two thousand years ago, that they're uh they're telling us it was. Yeah. And like if and now if you want to get down to ages, not not trying to be a new age or anything, that age, that thousand year period of time, if it's yeah. only a thousand years, is just about coming up and uh another thousand years is coming up right away. If you look yes. at that one.
0: You know, so yes. uh and it's funny how you, you said that about ages. It's like, you know, Christians do freak out, and even mm-hmm. I might have in the past, but but I have studied, um, you know, Dave sent me to a, a certain website, and uh, it's, it's a different topic, but um, uh, it made me realize that the, there's been a lot of mistranslation when it comes to uh, different words uh-huh. and it uh-huh. referred to... Uh, Ages or eons. Aeons or, or ages yeah.
6: or aeons. You know, they're they're exactly. a thousand years, uh, usually, I think an eon is a thousand year period, right?
0: Well, yeah. it, it 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 there. It seems to be like, I, I think if you were kind of going to, say, going to say a standard, that would be an age, but yeah, it can vary because it's also referred to as uh, when Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days, it said he was in there forever. Well, that, actually is the same word that's used other places for eon or age in mm-hmm. Greek. Hmm. So it, it it's an indefinite period of time but it seems okay. to be like it a thousand is kind of a almost a standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I may be wrong, I'm not gonna be deaf you know, I say that for sure, but Yeah but it's hard to just set an exact number on it, but, but it is, but it has a beginning and an end is what is the point that I'm making. I think exactly. you said the same thing. I
6: agree. It's a set period of time. Agreed.
0: Agreed. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the, uh, the chat. Uh, we've got a couple of the people here, winds of change and they're curious that I think they're wanting to be, uh, be able to talk, but you know, I I don't think either one of us has the ability to do that.
6: Oh yeah, uh, uh, Dave will get. Dave's got to get back on the phone, and when he comes back in, I'll have uh, I'll tell
2: him How are you guys doing? I've been. Uh, we had two podcasts going at once here. I had we had a podcast <laughs> going in the background.
6: Oh, uh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm
2: pacing I thought, around this store. Uh, I, I, I bet you people. our podcast was better than you guys.
6: Uh, I don't know. We had a pretty good. Oh really? One. Yeah, we got pretty deep here, you know. So, yeah. Oh no, we've okay. been
2: having good talk. Yeah. I think it's uh, always fun. What
6: unmuted there, Dave? On,
2: uh, on Did you talk day. about cryptozoology much? Maybe just you went on a different direction? Uh, yeah. Okay. Now, I ac- uh, I actually put that in the podcast title. We talked about that. The one that had the – when we talked about dinosaurs, that was in the title. That's when we talked about cryptozoology a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, we've got a couple of people that are wanting
0: – wanting to talk about that kind of stuff, if, uh, you know. It's, it,
2: Are you talking about they want to be unmuted? Correct.
0: Uh, yeah, like Mercurius and Winter uh, Change 31. Uh, I think they're kind of wanting to talk about Bigfoot and some of the cryptozoology stuff, maybe. Okay. But, yeah, me and Chuck have, have been on that those subjects and just kind of been all over the place. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have some, some technical problems with this uh uh, Western Union, so that's what I was talking to him about. So I still have to cash uh, a check and do something, but uh, I'll try to unmute somebody here. Yeah,
6: because I, I I got um, I, I to leave five, ten minutes every now and then. Okay. I'm sitting on oh. the truck right now, so.
2: Uh, I don't see anybody right now that needs to – is calling in. They're all – Okay. Yeah, winds have changed, so they don't want to talk anyway, but I think you're curious. Oh,
6: Heather.
0: But that
4: that that's Chris. Carry
0: on.
6: Ah.
0: ah, okay. Yeah, you, I'm just making you aware. Okay. Did you,
6: you say mean, you're
2: going to go, enough. Chuck? Oh
6: uh, no, no, I'm okay right now. But every now and then I got to run in the shop. It's
2: really noisy I tell you what, so if, gotta... if Chuck if Chuck okay. goes, unless somebody calls in, I'll have to end it because somebody has to talk to you. And I got I got to get my business done. I already extend this is this podcast went on long enough. i mean, we, we could stop here, but. Somebody has to call in and talk to you. Uh,
0: that's okay. I'm. I'm. Uh, this is. This is <laughs> my Friday for me, and I'm. I'm pretty wore out, so I don't have a lot left in me. Dave, we all uh, we
6: eventually uh, got into a first century cata uh, cataclysm, and yeah. uh, uh, the use of these underground facilities for uh, uh, survival and burying uh, technology, and what came out afterwards, and how the world got set up after
0: that so yeah and i'm going to send you a link i sent it to chuck and dave i'm going to send you a link to a website and it's a very interesting website and this had talked about like a fiery cataclysm at some point in our past and i had read about this 10 12 15 years ago but i didn't know i didn't know what to do with it until i started listening to you and so uh i'm sending you a link on uh on your messenger you might want to check it out when you get a chance
2: by the way this information is out there um it's not common, but it's out there in, you know, historical traditions, like in different tribal peoples. But a good reference point is um, Graham Hancock, the book Fingerprints of the Gods. So he talks, catech- he talks about a fiery He talks about a cataclysm of fire and water. But here's the thing. The timeline is just completely out there. It's, it's not, it, what it does, it renders the information worthless, you know what I mean? You know, for instance, they will acknowledge a uh a massive cataclysm on Earth. What is it like sixty five million years ago that destroyed the dinosaurs? Right. Uh, Fifty five million or something like that. 65, but see they're yeah. putting it so well they actually approve of this cataclysm, but it's so far back in time. That it it's it's Because they're they're anti-catastrophism, you know what I mean? But see, this this is not a threat. It's so far back, people can't relate it. Oh, okay, whatever, you know. But that's that's pretty much all they give you. Some of them will make some accommodation to, you know, the um, what we call the great flood. Yeah. But as a general rule, they just say, well, those are traditions and uh, it's not science. So. They're not too keen on that, right? So they only have one cataclysm really as way in the past. And that's just a psyop as manufactured it was manufactured. That's their explanation for why the dinosaurs... That's a lie, by the way. The dinosaurs were destroyed in the first century cataclysm. Uh, how do we know that? Well, they're frozen. At least the Mastodons are. Yeah. See, that happened... See, there was no ice in the extreme north and south... And it happened quickly. That's funny, and that was the last cataclysm, not 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 the great flood, not something in between. Hmm. Um,
0: so I've always heard that explained as, you know, because of the flood, you know, by you know different like Ken Ham and hold on and those people.
1: That yeah. wouldn't have been both, though,
6: right? I like the new fabrication. Nibiru did it. Nibiru did it,
2: Dave. Chris is there? <laughs> did you guys know that? Um, can't Holbein's wife divorce him?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's already with somebody
2: else, and no,
6: really.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think uh, you know. I wonder about who, who's with him now. I mean, I, I don't know much about it, but it makes you—I uh, don't know. He—he—he he, he changed a lot from being in prison. I don't—I don't know if it's for for the better or not.
1: Okay,
2: if you guys can talk a little bit longer, I mean, you don't know Chris. I don't think Chuck's ever talking, but you guys are going to have to talk for a little bit while I take care of business here. <laughs> um, if anything goes wrong, just text me and say, Dave, we're done. Shut the show down, okay? Okay. All right. I, I'll take care of this. Now, then I'm going to do shopping, so I'm going to be distracted that I can talk. You know? so, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, Chuck, uh, we, we can okay. talk about some uh, whatever you're interested in talking eh? talking about. Well,
6: uh, you know, uh, i got a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. I've, uh, been studying and, uh, actually, uh, doing some spirit cleaning lately. Okay. Makes any no sense at all. Um, but,
5: uh,
6: I've been, uh, getting to know a lot more about how these, uh, how these little demons work out there. The ones that bug people. Chuck, your
2: audio down. is really low. Oh, really? Really low. Yeah.
6: We walk back outside here. I was inside the shop, so.
0: But, oh yeah, uh, that's, that's better.
6: Really? Okay. All right. Good. 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 But yeah. um, but I've been getting uh some a revelation, I guess you could call it, on uh, some of these uh these these little little demons are these little entities that uh, are constantly nagging and picking on people. You know, myself yeah. and probably everybody in the world, if you know what I mean, and how they operate and uh, um. <coughs> And kind of how to, I guess guess the best word would be like spirit cleaning, you know, just kind of clean up, uh, break some blockages down and stuff like that, and how to notice Mm -hmm. them. And uh, what I found out is that uh, they're everywhere, okay? And um, most of them are very unseen. I'm not talking like possession. I'm just talking like attachments or around you or, you know, how like you have a date where everything's going wrong or things like that, you know? I mean, that's, you know, they're out there and they're everywhere. And they're, they're little antagonizers. I call them little ankle biters okay, yeah and, um, and so I was kind of working on this, and um, uh, I was getting blocked on a couple of things um I was getting blocked financially, I was getting blocked on communications, I was getting blocked on uh uh i don't wanna say want of bad luck, but just kinda you know things were not going right, okay, and um mm-hmm. so I started praying, and um, um I think I got some revelation from uh from from God, you know what I mean on uh he kind of showed me a couple of things, and I, I actually started cleaning these little guys up. Okay, and uh, I'll tell you the whole key what I learned. Here's the main thing. All right, uh-huh. um, and I think this explains a lot of these guys doing exorcisms out there and things like that. Um, if you try to do it yourself, it doesn't work. Okay, yeah. But if you go to God first and you pray, and um, you have an understanding with Him, like if, if He empowers you, put it that way. All right, yeah. You can call these little demons right out and like, and it's like, oh, I didn't even know there was one there. You know, I just yeah, by terminology, you know what I mean? But yeah. They, ac- they actually got to kind of like that, kind show themselves and you can, uh, you can deal with them. You can kick them out. You can, uh, yeah. you know, and, uh, and uh, what I found out, one of the big things was. Every, you know all the stuff in the movies and all the stuff on the the, the blogs and everybody talks about these big powerful, big powerful evil demons, right? Scary, aren't they? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, from what I've seen, they're really not. But they they embolden themselves. They they try to come across that way to make people scared. All right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But,
6: they're little trash bag, what they are. They're, they're leftover. They refuse. You know what I mean? And, yeah. uh, and if you're empowered or, I mean, compared to the power of God, you know what I mean? Compared to them, they're nothing, you know what, I, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So, so, um, but they are, uh, and then what I found out was, okay, so you do that and like, wow, things change, you know, things are better. And I'm thinking more, right. And, and, uh, um, bad things aren't happening now. Like they were, you know, I'm, Things are opening back up, communication factors and everything.
5: Uh-huh.
6: But darn it, it's almost like they're everywhere. It's almost like you got to do it every day. I mean, once you start doing it, it's like you're aware of them, man. And they just—they're uh they're everywhere, man. And they're—they're—they're they're, they're attached to everybody, and they're. <laughs> yeah. Once you, up, once you clean it up, it's just okay. I'm done. No, 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 no. It's—it's it's an ongoing thing <laughs> in this world, in this realm we live in. You know what I mean? Because they're just all. Yeah. Around. All right, they're hidden. They're very hidden, though. You know, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know how hidden they were. They're, uh, um, you know. So I'm just learning how to call these little these little trash bags out, or these little fighters out, and uh, <laughs> and slay it, and basically slay them. You know what I mean? And uh, it's real interesting. You know. I yeah. Like, uh, they, I guess if you don't have the power, guy. If you don't have God, you don't have Jesus. Yeah, they, they probably can be pretty powerful and scary. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Uh, but they actually—they—they see—they—they're—they're they're good little liars. They—they—they've uh, had the the movies and uh, the comic books and all that make them into these big, huge, evil beasts that you should run away from. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if you got Jesus in you, or if you're uh, if you're empowered by Jesus, or if you pray to Jesus for the strength and the powerment, they—they—they. They, they, you call them out, they don't say a word. They know they've had, they know they've been had, okay? They absolutely know they've been had. And they just, yeah. uh, they don't even, they don't fight. They don't try to talk to you. They just, they don't say a word, you know? <laughs> so yeah. I just wanted to pass that little knowledge on to you, man. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, that makes sense. I, um, and, and I've always suspected, you know, something like that because there will be, and it's different for every person, but there will be certain areas in your life that just, it just is a continual problem, you know, whether it's, like, financial yeah, or... Yeah. And and it w- it also makes sense that uh, when it rains, it pours. It's like all of a sudden it's just like a domino effect. It's like, how, why in the world is this all happening within, you know, two days or all in one day? Uh, you know, like, I'm having car issues right now, and it's like one mm-hmm. thing after another on this vehicle i've got and matter of fact i'm going to my mechanic tomorrow with it and the you know for other issues but then the check engine light came on on me this morning going to work and i'm like
5: (laughs) what is going
0: on it's just bombardment of stuff
6: yep 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 here's what happens jeff is what i see what i've noticed in my life is um I've been pretty protected and I don't know, um, maybe cause I'm, you know, I've been walking with the Lord for 30 years, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah. Um, um, all of a sudden it's like what I, st- if I have a breakthrough on something spiritual, yeah, that's when they come back, that's when they come out or I'm getting close to a breakthrough. That's when they start pulling all the strings out there, you know, and what, and, and what people don't know is it's really in your mind. They, they, they work in your mind. Okay. It's like, um uh, I start having thoughts like uh um oh, how am I gonna pay the bills next month or what am I gonna do here, or what am I you know I start worse before you yeah. weren't like that you know and that's that's where I'm like okay, I know where that's coming from, you know what I mean, and uh yes. you well know, the thing is that if i run to I, I run to prayer and stuff like that, I'll be talking to uh, talking to Jesus and it'll be like, well, okay, uh, uh, what's wrong? Haven't I always taken care of you like well yeah, you always have so you think you don't have any money? Do you have any money now? Yeah. Are your bills paid now? Well, yeah. Well, what are you worried about? Why, why are you worrying like the, like the world's coming to an end tomorrow, you know? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's when I, that's, that's I know I'm getting attacked. You know what I mean? They play in your yes. mind.
0: You know? Exactly, exactly. Because uh, I can't tell you how many times in my life, my adult life at least, that that has happened where... I'm in a panic, I'm worried, I stress, it may you know, go on for days and then you know what? God just works it out, it's okay. Exactly. And and it was torture and it's like I never learned. And now I've gotten better as I've gotten older, you know, you you hopefully you kinda of learn as you get older from you know, yeah, still no, hard no. knocks, but but uh, I still struggle with that, but not as much as I used to. But, but the problem is, I see it with my kids. You know, they're twenty four, 24, 25,
5: uh-huh. and
0: um, uh, especially my son, and and it's like, it just, it's like it's me all over again, except it's even worse with him sometimes. And I I, I have to try to tell him it's going to be okay, it's going to work out, and it does. You know, God is uh, you know, watching out for us and taking care of us.
6: You're exactly right. The biggest thing and I learned this from Dave just the last couple of days is if you're annoyed about something or something all of a sudden something happens and you're annoyed. Yeah that's generally them. They like to annoy you. As I said, they're little ankle biters. They like to annoy you. You know?
5: Yep. Yeah. They like
6: to kill your happiness. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that, some people just can't handle that. It's like, oh I want to kill him, I'm gonna I want revenge, you know, stuff like that. Those thoughts like that are from these little, these little dirtbag
2: demons, okay? That's what yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Chuck. Yeah. Chuck? Yeah. I think the truth that you can extract from that is that most of these demons are trying to make themselves bigger and, and better than they really are, but there are bigger demons, but they're yeah, not as I... common. And they're trying to make it about like, they're bigger than they are, like I just said. But uh, so that's we don't want anybody to think that they're all a little pipsqueaks. You know what I mean? Yeah.
5: Yeah. I know.
2: I know. Yeah. But I if if like you it. stop and think about that, of course they would do that. They want to create fear, right? Uh huh. So yeah. So that they're masquerading. to sound dirty. They're
6: masquerading. Absolutely. Majority of the dice are masquerading. Yes. Yes.
2: Why wouldn't uh, they? They're deceivers, well, right?
6: The deceivers, yeah. the big ones. I mean, if you're empowered by by the Lord or you're, are, you know, the Lord's on your side, they're they're not there they don't have a chance either, though, you know. That's the that's the main key to this whole thing. If you're not empowered by the Lord, and you're not, you don't have the Lord, you could be in pretty big trouble. That's why these, some of these exorcists out there that don't have that are really causing a lot of problems and really putting themselves <laughs> in harm's way, you know, not just to them, but the people they're uh, trying to, you know, try to do the exorcism on, man. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's
0: so good. <laughs> yep.
5: That's, that's pretty interesting.
6: Well, guys, I think I'm going to have to wrap it up here myself, so.
2: Okay. 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 I'm go
6: okay. back in front of the cycle here. That's going to take me 20 minutes, half an hour, so.
0: Okay. I'm probably going to have to go soon, Dave. I'm just uh, pretty wore out today. Okay. I don't have your energy.
2: <laughs> hey, I don't have the energy I used to have. Yeah, yeah, none of us do. Um, no, it's, it's unless uh, be unless better. people have been doing something new for their health that they haven't done before, you'll you'll be you'll do better. But if yeah. you're doing the same old thing, like I have, yeah, you know, the, the last year, something's wrong. I talked about it. Everything got a lot worse. Food, water, air, frequency, everything. They know something's up. They know something's coming, and what they're doing, they're softening everybody up. Yeah, just like they did before Katrina. Oh, uh, they did it definitely. As far as I know, on the <clears throat> inauguration day, they hit the whole nation. I could feel it. Chuck could feel it. We sleep like a rock. He couldn't sleep. And wow. they did it uh, on you know Sandy uh, Sandy Hook when they hit uh, uh, New. I'm, I'm not talking about the school event. I'm talking about the, the hurricane. They did it yeah. then. You could people were picking up. And I don't believe all that stuff because they'll say it was Harp is doing this and that. Well, it's not Harp. Parts involved, okay, but <laughs> did, you everybody? Where, did
0: you did you guys see where I think it was on Valentine's Day the other day that uh, there was some kind of a pulse or something that went from the East coast to the west coast all across the United States, and it traveled in like three uh three minutes or something, but people felt it
2: yeah did you did you read about that? I just read a blurb about it. I didn't read the whole article. Hey, Chris, I was looking at your um, Facebook site yesterday. There's evidential proof that they've looked at your Facebook site. And you, you had this great picture, I think it was you, of the sky. And it was just these weird-looking clouds. You could tell it was um, some kind of a frequency uh, you know, geoengineering device that did that. You know that picture I'm talking about, Chris? Maybe he's not there. Are you there, Jeff? Uh, I'm here. Are you? Okay. Chris is not there? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. If he's not on the call, oh, we could just end it right now because there's nobody for you to talk to. And Okay. And I, I got I to gotta get this done. I was going to do this like an hour and a half ago. Yeah. We made a podcast. Yeah. Uh, let, let me give him a chance to see if he's here. Yeah, he uh he checked out. Yeah. Okay, guys, yeah, uh we'll shut we'll shut it down, okay? Okay. All right. Thanks for stopping by.
0: All right, uh, Jeff.
2: you made up you made that podcast, okay? <laughs> All right, yeah. thanks Ben. Okay, take care, guys. Bye.